11 o'clock comics episode 200 second, second. and 50 <laughs> i'm so going awesome. with it i don't care david do it <laughs> Season, we're seasoned now like a pork chop. Cast iron skin. Oh, sounds good. Dude, my effing wife today, dude. Love her to death. Man. I'm like, hey, it's episode 250. It's 11 Oscar. She's looking at me like, it, it was a look as, it, I can't, I mean, I wish I could have videotaped it because it's, 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 it's equivalent to a look of like someone that you have absolutely not even a shred of, of, of disdain for like, like you're so ambivalent to what's occurring that you like almost can't even feign any interest one way or the other I'm like alright she's like sweetie you know I love you to death you know I'm supportive of your thing she's like but we've been together a long time you know I'm not into comic fan I'm like I know I'm like but it's five years it's episode 250 it's like, and that's great for you and I'm so happy you're gonna have a good time tonight Wow. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Cuts, cuts me to the quick. Yeah. Wow. It's like being married. <laughs> I know. This is why I was telling her I think all of our wives would get along. Oh, yeah. 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 Eventually, we're going to have to do the all Vince, wives. Vince, does, so. does your wife have any remote interest in any of this stuff or no? Zero. So, like, but does she know we're doing, like, episode 250 or oh, something? <laughs> yeah. She's but, I mean, aware. Does, like, is she like, oh, that's cool, or is she just like... Right. It's on the periphery. She knows it exists. Yeah. It's like a car in the distance. There it is, but... <laughs> I can't really make it out. What about your kids? They have any interest in knowing oh, what we do? They're loving it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, see my boys the 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 boys didn't used to care, but now they're all like every week they're like, So are you famous? And I'm like, No. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like that. I'm like, but you know, I'm like in our little geek world of comics, I'm like, we're well known. I'm yeah. like, but no, not famous like Justin Bieber. And they're like, our, our one special guest that we may have on that you mentioned a while back, mm-hmm. I, I dropped that name in front of the kids and every week. Is that person going to be on this week? I'm like, no, we we still didn't work it out, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think who, who it is. Why Quintal? can't? Yeah. Oh, who? Did you Quintal? Oh well, dude, that's not going to happen. We that put the request in, and we got we never got heard back. Oh, I thought we did get it from who? We From did who? Back. No, we didn't. I've never heard. No, once when 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 I when he gave us the schedule and I told him about when we recorded and and and. And any oh. options, I, I didn't hear back after that. Oh, okay. yeah. wait, well, from who? Who? I didn't the, hear the, it. The, the, the regular, regular show. show. He, he, he went all. when the uh, oh. DVD box set oh. was coming out. They were doing. They sent David. A, uh, oh, like, oh, oh, but I didn't whatever. know. That yeah. Okay, I would love to have okay. one at some point. That would be a dream. Shit, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Sorry. It's the big one. It's 11 o'clock comics it's episode. a big one. There are more to come, but yes. This, this, as of right now, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. 11 o'clock comics episode 250, our annual 11 o'clockers where we and you pick our favorite stuff of the previous Stuffs. year. So, uh, And I'm Vince B. Yes, you are. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm Chris Neesman. You are. I'm David a little Price. too mellow, Christopher. You it's all are mellow. It's big it's, night. Y'all should be. Well, we're saving it. We're saving it for when you know we have to get into. And I picked. Oh yeah, you're gearing and up. You right. are David Price, mm-hmm. and of course, um, Bailey Crystal. I knew <laughs> it. <Jesus>. Do it. <laughs> Papa Peach. 
no, <laughs> you're not Billy Crystal. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Awesome. This special episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at 35 to 75% off. Those are Wumba hey, discounts for those of you who haven't been paying attention. And if you're a first-time customer, you can enter the following code into the wonderfully manicured slot and get an extra <laughs> 8% off your already massively discounted order. David, do your thing. EOC8. EOC8. That's the number. Put it in. Well, it's the alphanumeric number. Three put is it, a magic number. Put it in there, and you'll get an extra 8% off. Go to their website now if you're not familiar. If you are, make another order. DCBService.com, where you can probably get everything we're going to talk about tonight. Pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or their sister their sister site, InStockTrades.com. That's right. Is it sister or brother? Uh, it's I, never I think of InStockTrades as a sister. Okay. Cousin site. Kissing cousins. Yeah. Right. Cousins with benefits. That's the best. Mm. <laughs> Spoken like a true Sicilian. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, hit this drink, let's, hit, let's hit this drink roll call real quick because I know that we have a ton of stuff and this is usually like an 18-hour episode. So um, I'm actually going to lead off wow. uh, this week. This, this is my 11 first? o'clock. I'm going to lead off. Uh, this is my 11 o'clock for, uh, for my, my favorite beer of the year. Okay. This is uh, from uh, uh, from Revolution Brewing. It is a huge porter fan, and this has been my favorite porter of the year. So there, it's delicious, and it's from Chicago, which means it's awesome and possibly um, shot. It's long winded too. And right in it. Oh, okay. That's how it's gonna. Jason, what you got? Uh, I am. Uh, I got a couple things that I'm going to be sipping on during the course of this marathon episode right now from Six Point Brewery. I am drinking Ooh. a Sweet Action, which Ooh. is uh, it's uh, Six Point is a uh, another craft brewer uh, getting a little bit of uh, of, of, of reputation. Um, sweet Action is one of their what they call their core, which is you know that they make all the time, all year round, uh, and it is very very um, it's very hoppy. Uh, it's, it's, it's got, um, it's got a real bite to it and, uh, it's almost perf, it's almost got like a perfumey aftertaste. So, I, I mean, I'm, I really like really crisp, uh, like bitter beers like this, but, but, you know, it's definitely along that, like it's pretty far along on that side of the spectrum. Um, and it's a high alcohol content beer. Uh, and then over the course of the, uh, of the, ep- of the episode, I will be drinking some other six point brewery, uh, items, including Righteous Ale. Bengali Tiger and Resin. So, um, stay tuned. Ah, that's my wow, Christopher. I was, was going to say you, you you should you should try the Bengali Tiger. It is so good. Oh yeah, it's, it's real good. Yeah, it's delicious. One, one of the restaurants that uh, that is in my backup plan for places for us to eat during C two E two just did a, a tasting menu paired with six point beers. Nice. Which was awesome. So, yeah. yeah, the Bengali Tiger, you're gonna like it. It's good. David, how about you? Uh, I am having some premium bourbon whiskey by Courtney Woods and probably some Makers 46 since it's a special occasion. Yeah, David's okay. slowly tiptoeing into the hard stuff. He is. Did you notice that? I, I, I have that. Right? old wine in my house. Oh, that's amazing. Renee has a little bit left of her stuff, but I, I, I've, I love I've that you guys have separate wine. 
Why can't you just drink her stuff? Likes, then? She likes the sweet reds and 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 the uh, and the whites, and she likes hers chilled. And I'm 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 more with the room temp reds. So. I'm with you, brother. I don't. Wow. I haven't. I haven't had white wine in years. I, I can't take. I don't like. To me, it's like drinking cold wine just turns me right off. Yeah. Then white gives oh. me a headache. <laughs> Listen to you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there, there's an entire wine fridge. What you guys seen? The, the, our, our wine fridge. I'm not allowed to take anything out of it. <laughs> it's, that's that's smart. That's If she... you're breaking up, something you're, 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 you're breaking up something awful. By the way, just so you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been it's been like every third word since you. Yeah. So hopefully that they'll be able to make it out though. <laughs> Oh, oh maybe not me. Well, uh, I'm gonna go, and uh, I'm drinking Yingling as usual. But I got something special for our buddy Tim, the Tiki. I am going to open this bottle of Yingling traditional lager with a Scranton Wilkesbury Pens bottle opener. And nice. It's supposed to be a talking bottle opener. So let's see what happens. So what I suggest you do, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is head to the refrigerator, grab something cool to drink, perhaps even a snack. Nice. There you go. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that it was uh, when we went to the um, hockey game. It was hat and bottle opener night. There you go. There you go. Did I tell you <laughs> I I I, cur- I curled against a team from Wilkes-Barre? Did you really? Yes, I did. Were they her suit? What? <laughs> Curling and Wilkes-Barre would seem to me to go hand in hand. Yeah, really. I'm done in the field, no, Pac. Can we go curl now? So now, Jason, I'm going to grind this show to oh, just for Jason. Now. Not with that microphone. You're going to grind himself to a halt. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. I don't know what's you going on. Know. Why don't you oh, hang no. up, and I will I will call you back. I think that would be great. Okay, let's yeah. Let's do it because this is special stuff here. Yeah, if, if that's going to be rough, if he's got to narrate his categories, every it's going to be tough. Ah, here we go. I will reconnect with Mister Neesman. Boy, this is live. You're getting a bird's eye view, people, yeah, of what we have to go through to bring this goodness to baseball. you. That's right. Um, that here awesome. we go. And he's not answering. He's probably rebooting. And uh, for those that are maybe perhaps listening to us for the very first time, we're uh, we're being a little um, little little. Fa- Hang on, buddy. Uh, All right, let's see how we got here now. Yeah, let's see how he does. Hi, Chris. Oh, uh, sounds better. Better. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. What? Say what? No. Yeah. Uh, so, well, maybe. Well, say, yeah. say more. Well, yeah. Let's run with it. Let's run. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Don't don't say one word answers. Why don't you actually say a sentence so we can? These guys are so mean to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to be mean. We don't want you to. We don't want people to, be able to hear your your uh, your your sage like uh, yeah. nominees. No, you don't. <laughs> That's opinion. a lie. It's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's got to have something to do with the weather. I'm certain of it. It's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's. it's I know it's windy in in the in the Dapsters area, but it will be the the, the heaviest wind is supposed to start around uh, midnight or so, or after midnight. The rain it it's sprinkling a little bit, and and uh, it's supposed to be apparently the peak of the storm is supposed to be between one and seven in nice. the morning. So that's a hell of a peak. All right, so yes. uh, it was like I'm just, laying on my back. It was 65 degrees here. 
Oh, it was 60s. in the fifties today. It was, but I mean, and, and that's yeah. why we're getting hit with with this shitty weird shit because that, we got a cold shit. front coming in, and and it was hot today, and yeah, so it's good times. But you know, no climate change and shit like that. Yeah, no, the, the Earth's only two thousand years old and shit, so we're good. Two thousand years in in, oh, yeah. in light of the universe is nothing. It's Jesus or a dinosaur. I feel like I had technical difficulties last 11 o'clock years. Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. So let's test the waters. Let's launch into our first category. Yeah, so so people that – we have 27 categories, uh, which uh, cover a gamut of of things, basically our favorites. And we also solicited input from our fantastic community. And I am proud to say that in spite of my putting up the thread a couple months later than usual – we did have uh, yet again, I think for the third year in a row, a record number of votes, and uh, so kudos to the community for that. And uh, yeah, let's uh, we're gonna just jump right in because in years past, I think we've done this over a two week span. And we're gonna try and bang it out in in one episode tonight. So, in honor of our five year, two hundred fiftieth anniversary episode. So let's do it. Well, cool. I think Chris is gonna start us off. That's true. Uh, um, just at the top. Uh yeah, do, do you did you look at the spreadsheet, buddy? I set you up with that presentation order sheet. It's a tab on the bottom, which always no. throws me. Oh. I get yelled at at work oh, so much because when they say, "Did you look at the spreadsheet?" and I say, "Yeah, I looked at the spreadsheet." The there's nothing sheet, there, though. and they're like, "Dude, there's pages to the spreadsheet." I say, "Ah, what do I know?" Pages. Uh, yes. Yeah, see on the bottom when yeah, you click just, on presentation uh, order. Yes, there's a page called presentation order. It's got who's talking. Okay, the, cat- the presentation order. I got it. I was going to lead off with comic of the year. No, nope. no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, biggest news of the year? Yes. Biggest Is that what news of the year? Drum roll. Envelope, please. Um, so, so, I, so I go with me first, right? And then yes. you guys? That's okay. correct. Yes, sir. Why do you, why do you have me go first? Dude, it, it's awesome. just, it's, that's it. We can discuss that later. It's not important. I think it goes All in right. terms of All most right. weight loss goes big, first. Big, oh shit! Biggest news of the um, August year. I'm going to be very oh. selfish and one of my great friends because it's very, very rarely uh, in this whole comic book silliness that we get news of people that we're really close to that is actually industry news. And so my biggest news of the year and I think will mine be really big news is Ron taking the uh, the director of business development job at Image I'm I'm absolutely thrilled about it and uh, and it's it's biggest news of the year cool so there I'm, I'm glad uh-huh. you picked that uh-huh. because I was so, I was struggling with that now that that's covered I don't feel so bad for mine <laughs> yeah right uh-huh. it's, and Chris couple, here's an idea while uh, we are I know going there's you know there's a while we're going through our um, answers, why don't you reboot, and then we'll get you back again because you're still all distracted. You can't hear you, buddy. Yeah, son of a bitch. We heard yeah. like ever the word, but we we gathered it from your yeah. But it was funny because you got Ron getting taking the job at okay. It, we got all of that, and yeah. then once yeah. you we, just, we just don't want you to for not. You know it's going to be a, yeah. In this episode, it's going to be rough if you can't if you're going to right. that. You, need you to go talk. reboot, and I will grab you. Oh, and he's gone. Okay, oh. next. Uh, my biggest news of the year is uh, was the news of Disney acquiring 
Lucasfilm because it's it's not something I expected. It makes perfect sense, and I I just really really was hoping that as fun as the Clone Wars is, that the the, the prequels, episodes one, two, and three, were not the last of the live action movies of 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 a franchise of of a series that that I enjoyed when I was so much younger, and and I I just I'm hopeful now, and 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 hopefully. It will not suck. I don't even want to say as much or just I don't want it to suck. I want to be able to think about Star Wars again and be like, that is so cool. And and those first three episodes made it so hard for me to say that was so cool. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I I, I went – I tried to – because I saw that you went with that, I decided to go with something a little different, which I'm I'm labeling the uh, ascendance of digital. And I just mean that, you know, digital comics have been out there for a few years, but I really feel like 2012 is when it hit hit sort of the asymptote of growth. Um, you know, Comixology, I think, has emerged as the platform for the publishers. Um, you know, we've seen, if you layer in, you know, the, the Marvel digital codes, which seem to be being well-received and... Uh, you know, and 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 you, you companies like Monkey Brain that have launched and found pretty much immediate success doing purely digital, and you've got you know guys like Mark Wade and Greg Rucka doing you know digital web comics now as a major effort. Um, I just feel like we're we're at that point now where the industry is no longer worried that digital is going to kill the comic shop. Um, because of that, the publishers now are being more aggressive on the digital front because they don't have to kowtow to the LCSs being concerned. And I just think it's going to be, you know, over the next three to five years, digital is going to become a, uh, just a bigger and bigger piece of the pie. And this is the year that we can say uh, it sort of became ubiquitous. So that, that's, that's my big news of the year. Yeah. My biggest news is that in le- at least in 2012, and it's continuing into this year, licensed comics don't suck. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's always been the rule uh, from way back when I started buying comics that if it was a licensed comic, it was a slapdash effort uh, just because just to fulfill a contract, to get some money in the coffers. That kind of started to change with ROM and Micronauts. And uh, those are the two standouts from back then anyway. And then as it proceeded, you did have your crap, like Animax and Sectars wasn't all that great. And it keeps going. <laughs> but the past Don't forget G.I. Joe, bro, and Transformers. Uh, right, right. Well, yeah, G.I. Joe and Transformers were, were of a certain quality. But um, Whoa. Uh, no, 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 no. Recently, uh, as in the past year, two years, three years, licensed comics have become exceptionally good. Yeah, you're right, and and, and it it just pleases me. You that, are right that they are uh, dumping effort and creativity and enthusiasm. Boom and IDW. Into, and, yes, yeah. yes. But I um, mean, you're going to hear a lot more, at least from me, uh, licensed comics as we go on. Sure. And I'm going to get Mr. Neesman right now. Okay. And he's here. Hello. Good. Ooh, it sounds better much better. Already. Yeah. All right. So what do we uh, do? We well, do we want to go back to the beginning, or are you guys? Have no, no, we're fine. Okay, we Once got and you, all, baby. Okay. So, and then just in terms of our our um, the uh, the community, uh, we had the, the runners up for the category were five uh, percent of the vote went to the launch of Marvel Now, um, slightly edging that out. And number two runner up was uh, was was in a, in a sad one, uh, the passing of Joe Kubert, which uh, you know is definitely a bummer. Um, 
the runner-up with 14% of the vote was Karen Berger leaving Vertigo, which I agree is uh, certainly if, on a symbolic level big news. Uh, and with a whopping 46% of the vote, uh, the audience agreed with, with the DAP. Uh, Disney acquiring Lucasfilm was the big news of the year. So, um, how, is and, Disney, how is Disney acquiring Lucasfilm comic book news? Uh, biggest news of the year. Yeah, it's biggest news of the year. It's definitely entertainment. Yeah, it's and, a comic book show. Right. I mean, there's there are Star Wars. Disney or there's Star Wars comics. Star War. I mean, it's big, news to, it's big news to Dark Horse. Pretty sure I have an Uncle Scrooge collection right here somewhere. You do? So, I mean, the, the, the fact that over 50 t- people voted for it, I think it's a testament to the fact that it wasn't, that it was irrelevant. Yeah, but, advocate. L- L- All L- you had to say was that Disney owns Marvel, bitches. It's true. Oh, and, uh, and, and, and last year's vote, because it's interesting to see, is uh, the new 52. It's funny yeah. that... Uh, as we go through the rest of the categories, it's interesting that the new 52 was last year's biggest news, 85% of the vote. And as you'll see, uh, let's just say that the luster's worn off. That's because it's <laughs> the new bit. 50 poo now. Oh, <laughs> snappity. All right. So, David, you're up, brother. My turn. Uh, I will go with favorite comic-related non-comic item. And I was struggling with this up until tonight because just – Reflex, just just my knee-jerk reaction was Marvel's The Avengers, but I'm not going with that because it it is going to be recognized on this list. But I'm going with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon because it is it, it is one show that it it's just it straight up fun. It it's a good time. It's a show that it, it's something that Renee and I we we both enjoy and we can't miss. If 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 a weekend goes by and she finds out there was a TMNT episode that we didn't get to see. She will stop everything to, and, and will not go to bed until we do watch it. It's it's funny. It's well-written. <laughs> the characters are fantastic. I love the animation. It is just – it is a really, really good time. It's tight. It is tight. Yeah, tight and right. Tight. Well well said, sir. Um, well, I, I guess I went with the more conventional pick, and I did pick the Avengers film. Um you know, look, it uh, it's uh, say what you will about you know Marvel and the formula they have going, but you know, as a kid who's a self-professed Marvel zombie who grew up reading these characters and who considers the Avengers, you know, one of my two favorite comic series of all time, I never thought I would see the day where we would see all of those characters on screen at the same time, much less in a movie that was you know by and large entertaining from start to finish. So. Um, you know, that is a movie I could see myself watching, you know, a hundred times over, over my lifetime. So that, that was definitely the big news for me this year in terms of Hmm. non-comic items. Cool. My turn. Yes. (laughs) Well, um, even though the villain's voice was very uncharacteristic, (laughs) given his massive proportions, uh, I, I had to go with The Dark Knight Rises. That's awesome. I thought okay. it was a great movie, not as good as the previous entry in the series, but a great movie nonetheless. And um, in uh, mulling it over, I, I was I was going to go with Avengers. It was on the list, but pound for pound, I think uh, Dark Knight Rises is the far better movie. And uh, so that's why I went with it. No, it was the but end. but I think they the did. End, it was the end of a trilogy and not the beginning of one. As yeah, well. they did kneecap themselves by making their big bad 
uh, masking, you know, two thirds of his face. You can't really emote with a mask over your face. Uh, but it did work out well because they oh, were yeah, able tell to change. Tell that to Big Van Vader, dude. <laughs> but they, 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 I would say that's tell, because tell, tell that to Hugo Weaving in *V for Vendetta*. So I, I but, counter that. But statement. that's because um, it was very fortuitous, so they can go back in and change the voice without having to do a lot of reshoots. So yeah, I, I really like the movie a lot. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, we all got a, a pretty cool uh, Christmas present from from Mister Mister Price, and it was *Marvel: The Untold Story*. Yeah, and I think it, and I'm 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 not all the way done with it, but I wanted to to take the this is you know one of the one of the categories it fits into, and what's interesting about the book, which is is a great behind the scenes story of of Marvel, and it really is Marvel the Untold story, is is hearing about different creators out there that are reading it and for the first time in their careers, kind of understanding about how the business worked and where you know where things came from so uh that is getting my nod this year as being something that i think will will stand the test of time and people will reference years from now nice awesome so thank so, you thank you david yeah definitely oh, i agree i'm about halfway through it's it's awesome um so the uh the listeners uh runners up judge dread movie which uh we are all big fans of uh, oh, walk- I saw it. Well, yeah, yeah. The the Walking Dead video game, which I am not, uh, I have not played, but I, seemingly those who are video gamers have said it's pretty cool. Yeah, I played uh, the first chapter. Okay, did you like it? Yeah, it's all right. Okay, okay. Well, the uh, the listeners disagree with you, uh, as usual. <laughs> yeah. The runner up, though, they agreed with you. The runner up, they picked uh, Dark Knight Rises, the film. And the uh, the winner uh, among the listeners with 34% of the vote was the Avengers movie. There we go. So, uh, second year in a row that a Marvel movie took the uh, top spot. The Captain America film was the top vote getter last year. I so. still haven't seen it. I need to fix that. That's cray-cray, yo. It is, dude. Okay, dude, so really? uh, moving on to our third category. I'm up, and it is uh, favorite character or set of characters. Uh, and you know this is a this is a broad one. Um, you can go with a lot of different directions. I opted to go with the cast of Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force, um, and you know that's an easy one, as you guys know for me, knowing me as you do, which is to say that you know this was a book that for most of its run featured. Uh, every one of my favorite Marvel characters, well, all except for I guess Black Panther wasn't it, but uh, Wolverine, Deadpool, Phantom X, Domino, uh, among others, and so uh, you know the fact that they were all in the same book um, was awesome in and of itself, and the fact that it was funny and action-packed and well-written made it all the better. So, um, and, and it, frankly, it's it's the group's kind of been mixed up and reshuffled for the Marvel Now reboot, so um, you know this is probably the only year that I'll get to really see this group in action, so um, that was my, my, my winner, the X-Force cast. Cool. My choice, and it was the winner by a long, long, long stretch. Nothing even came close to this book in uh, 2012 for me. It was published by Boom. It is written by Mr. Daryl Gregory. It is the Planet of the Apes Ongoing. It wasn't ongoing. Unfortunately, now it's been canceled. Um, he has created 
a cast of magnificent characters. We went into this when we talked about it. In short, Nyx, the albino gorilla. You have Aliyah, the lawgiver's natural-born granddaughter. Sully, a human who was adopted by the lawgiver, um, has a mute son that's taken away from her named Julian. These characters are awesome. It's a fantastic book. I'm a little torqued that it's going away, but better to have it than never to have had it at all, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, um, I think I, th I think they I think they told a good story. I'm still waiting they for did. the last trade. I'm reading it, but it's a it's a really good story. So I'm yeah. I'm okay. Well, but you, that that universe is always going to be there. And I know. Still and this is a great little it. chapter. In 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 one mm -hmm. fell swoop, Daryl Gregory has transformed every Planet of the Apes story, including the movies, in his wake. Boom! That's some. Yep. That's that's strong. That's strength right there. It's a great book, yes. and I I really couldn't choose anything else. It, it made a huge impact and impression on me uh, in twenty twelve. It's really good. It's great really book. really good. Great yep. book. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Next. Wait, am I out? Oh, is it me? I would say it's uh, David, right? Nope. Nope. It's Chris. Got no, a nice spreadsheet. I, I didn't do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got a nice yeah. damn spread with a square around it too. Oh, so many rows, so many, so many rows, so many columns. Um, this is a really hard one for me this year. Um, I had had uh, a group picked out, and then I went and looked at the copyright date, and it was from two years ago. So I don't know <laughs> if I, I, I could pick it. So um, the, my favorite cast of characters this year is you guys. Oh, oh, look at you, look at you, you softy you. <laughs> oh, that oh. You're oh, awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> Who's your favorite, though, among oh, the cast? Yeah, let's get there. So, Vince, I, I got to ruin it. Grew, we grew together this year. I, I really I really feel like we found some... We, we had our... our our airing of grievances, and since then, I, I think... Well, behind we, the scenes? We've really found, oh, look at you taking behind the scenes. I know! Yeah. Probably the most uncomfortable moment for David and I in our five years together. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Though. Well, all you good know, when you get two really strong personalities, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Personalities. Uh, I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I do think uh, I do think that is a better pick than what Chris actually put on the spreadsheet. So I agree. <laughs> I would like hey, you. Give me that's the next episode. Did so, you like? Okay. Um, what you got, Dad? I got. I you know it it almost pretty much was a a no brainer for me after just saying who is my favorite of the year. It is Aram. It is he he sounds as as real he sounds real as real as someone an an immortal comic book character could sound and and he is he is the the brawling burly half of Archer and Armstrong and it is right. I mean the comic itself is just a blast. He he really does He's a composite of of different people I know, different people I've I've I've, I've read or, or have seen over the years, and it's it just it works. It it absolutely works, and and um, I am and 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 between the art and Valenti's words, it just whenever I see him in the panel, whenever I see him on the page, I am just I am there. He he has become in the few short months we've had Archer and Armstrong comic books from the New Valiant, he has he has been. Every every issue, my my favorite character, and it feels like going home, doesn't it? It, it a little bit. It, there's yeah, there's some, it but does. There's definitely some of that, some of that, and and that's that's probably you know pulling at my heartstrings also. But nothing I mean, I, wrong with making your audience comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, and then no you doubt. pull the rug out from under them, and you kill them off. Now, next, now, uh, 
Well, oh, we, no, we, we got to wrap it up, listen, right? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. So, I forgot. An eclectic mix. A uh, little surprised actually by the the, the the choices in this category from our listeners, um, just because they're usually a little more avant garde than this. But uh, runners up: X, the cast of the X Men, uh, Batman, which again, not surprising, but uh, a tie for the runner up, which was the cast of Saga and the cast of Wolverine in the X Men. Uh, and uh, or I'm sorry, that was the winner. I'm looking. I'm looking at my own spreadsheet wrong, folks. The winner was a tie between the cast of Saga and the cast of Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I think we'll have more to say, certainly, about uh, both of those books as we go on. So, um, we'll just leave it at that. You're up, Vince. Cool. Next up, we have the favorite new to me, which is something we have read for the first time in 2012. Uh, as you all know, uh, I read a lot of stuff, right? So, I couldn't really grasp something out of thin air. I had to really sit my ass down and think, what the hell did I read this year that was new to me, whether for the first time? But I remembered. Uh, and it has to do with uh, Image's Glory comic. I, I really liked Ross Campbell's work on that. Mm-hmm. So I went out and sought, his, uh, sought out his other works. And I kept um, seeing Wet Moon mentioned. Nice. Well, I, I took a, I took a stab at it, right? Um, it 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 was a bit um, rough at first because it, it's um, it plays out like a gothic version of uh, Jaime Hernandez's uh, Locus stories. Uh, the the cast is ma- the majority of the cast is female and like college age female, and they all have multiple piercings. And um, typical college-age girl concerns like boys and and their social lives and all that stuff. But uh, from the thing that carried me through the book, uh, over the rough spots anyway, was uh, Ross Campbell's art. I think the guy is a fantastic artist. And the more I read, the more I wanted to know about this Cleo Love Drop. She's a little bit chunky, so that's... Yeah. You know what I mean, uh, and and it's it's just wonderful stuff. I don't know if I could recommend it to everyone. I mean, if um, if you like the the drama and and the uh, the teen concerns and 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 stuff like, there's a freaky element to it too. There's this one girl named named, named Fern that has piercings like all over. She's got like shoe, shoelace piercings all the way up her back. Like it looks Ooh. like someone strung her back like a shoelace. But she's hot. bald. She's bald. That's not hot. And, and she's all shaved. Oh. And she got the nipples pierced. Like, everybody's pierced. You're going from hot to not hot. It's like hot. I know. I'm hot, sorry. Hot, hot, hot. I, I liked it a lot. But it was it was like looking into a um, a universe of strange beings that, that I, I really can't relate to. And then trying mm-hmm. to, to, to reduce that distance between them and me and, and wrap my head around their concerns. It was cool. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, Ross Campbell's Wet Moon for me. It was good. Nice. Yeah. Christopher, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. yes. Am I cracking? Am I am I cracking up? No. You're, you're fine, you're, my brother. Now you're playing me. Okay. Okay. I know. It's like I've heard the sound quality change. So I figured it was all messed up. Uh, this it, this is probably the hardest category to. I'm I'm kind of with Vince on that one because they're so. I mean, you're okay. The history of comics that you have just decided to to tap into in the last year, and you know, I've 
fell in love with the the Silver Age Doom Patrol this year. Uh, some of the the old Kubert uh, comics, like the the Tarzan stuff that I had never read before, which I'm sure that that's going to come up in conversation later uh, tonight. Uh, his Sergeant Rock stuff. <laughs> there's there's so much awesome stuff out there that we all pick up and read that is you know new to us but this one is is a shout out to uh, to jason and something that that he found that, what, uh, what? that that i got turned on to and i believe this was a gift from gobo uh over over christmas and something that i'd been wanting to read for a long time because he's one of my favorite artists and that is uh, uh eduardo rizzo and carlos trillo's vampire boy nice yeah, yeah. it's I, it's just absolutely gorgeous, perfect black and white Eduardo Rizzo art, and this this you know creepy gothic uh, v- vampire you know crime uh, infused you know vampire boy story, and you know mm-hmm. Jason has, has uh, talked about it at length, and I absolutely fell in love with this book, and and it's it, it just continues to to show me what a an absolute modern master eduardo rizzo is so so thank you jason thank you gobo and that's that is my pick for uh for best new to me this excellent year. it's uh and it's uh available throughout uh, through it's been reprinted and is available through dark horse sweet mm-hmm. well i uh mine is also kind of a warms my heart it well yeah it should because it it like Chris, it, it's one of those things where other people have talked about him. I mean, my my boys love this book, and and it was something I was going to read eventually. Never had, you know, it was never on a timetable. So okay, this is the month I'm gonna. But my my favorite new to me of the year is Fear Agent by Rick Remender and nice. Tony Moore, Jerome Pena and company. And and it is just it's it's one of those. Th- I mean, I've, I'm a big Remender fan to begin with. This this just. It, I, the expectations were high just because of everything you guys have said about it and and it, it it's very hard for me to it was very hard for me to read it and, and I know we haven't gone into it because the library editions are coming out we'll probably all jam on it soon but um, even as I'm reading it I'm like okay well I could maybe nitpick on this or I could you know and, and the only thing I could come up with is that the chapters are too short, or or because we have the tales of the fear agent. You know, I'm not getting enough of the main story, which was absolutely fine because there's only so much of of Rick's wife I can take, or or I'm sorry, of Heath's wife I could take, and 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 some of the other characters. So it's it's one wow. of those things where, well, no, definitely, yeah, I don't, and that's probably Rick Grimes. But there's there's just um when when we get to the backups, and you know those eight pages or so, and they're not a bad one in the batch with 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 the many artists that that worked on it but um it's just it's it's seeing heath doing what he does and and that was nice to see the him being a fear agent for real instead of him having to go through all the crap in his daily life that was taking up the main story but it was it is just a it's it's a great story i mean those 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 32 30 plus issues are just it's a roller coaster and and it's uh you you feel bad you're happy you 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 kind of don't know 
who you're more pissed off at as as the issues go on, mm-hmm. but it is just it 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 is a really good time and if it not even going into the whole hearkening back to to a certain era in comics or or sci-fi and easy it's just it's a great story well done and i am so glad to have finally read it this year awesome Awesome. great um for me uh you know this sometimes i agree because we do all read a lot of stuff uh we're not we're not beholden to the reading what comes out each week type of thing so this is a category where we do end up I think I don't know that we've ever audited this, but I'd guess that probably, you know, up to maybe half of the stuff we all read each year is stuff that came out in prior years. It was not a long time ago. Um, so yeah, this is always a tough one. But for me this year, I think of all the years we've done the awards, this was the easiest, um, and it came to my mind right away. It's one of the first things I filled in, and uh, as I went back and stood over all my results, it just kept being the obvious choice. And that's King City um, by Brandon Graham. To me, at least on a personal level, this is the year that I discovered. The genius of Brandon Graham. Um, you know, I had heard about King City from a lot of people, Vince, Jay Tomio, other people over the years, but uh, you know, I hadn't really read it, couldn't couldn't track down the issues, and uh, you know, a, a complete volume of King City was produced this year in collected edition, which I was able to acquire and, and devour. And uh, it's just pure unbridled creativity. Um, you know, he's he's you know he, he works in you know pop culture satire. He's very much a uh, he's very much a uh, student of 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 the now of of you know of of trends and and uh and what's driving sort of the the uh you know the 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 popular movement at the time i really appreciate that he's like he's basically like an awesome cartoonist who's funny and has the same satirical look in pop culture that like a Brett Easton Ellis has and that's a hard combination <laughs> Hilarious and <laughs> so yeah, so 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 King City, which again, you know, this is a big year for Brandon Graham, um, and I'd go so far as to say that in spite of him having a real, in some ways, coming out year this year with uh, Godzilla and with uh, multiple Warheads new version and and with Profit, um, I will say that I think King City is his best work, and um, I'm thrilled to have finally experienced it, and I'm sure I'll go back to it. Uh, in the future again. So, um, in terms of our listeners, you know, again, this is a category because you're you're not you're not beholden to one year. You're beholden to your, the entire existence of comics. You know, you have a, just a tremendous amount of 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 of, uh, of, of uh, diversity. There are 79 different works nominated in this category this year. So it just shows you that you know it's going to be hard to find a consensus. But interestingly enough, um, three things did get at least four percent of the vote, um, and those were BPRD. Um, Grendel, which will warm David's heart, probably again largely because of David's raving about Grendel, uh, and the, and the, the win- sure, and the winner by the slimmest of margins again probably due to the aforementioned deluxe edition that uh, was that was released this year was Fear Agent with five percent of the vote. So, Good. yeah, awesome stuff. All right, Chris, you're back up, brother. All right, let's see here. Where are we? Single issue or one shot? Oh God, yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, this is um, this is the year that I stopped reading single issues. <laughs> it's gonna be tough next year, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, this. I oh, honestly, and that's in the so it's maybe um, you know we we're given the don't go on a diatribe, um, but yeah, I'm I'm abstaining because I didn't read any single issues. Well, I read single issues, but they were they were digital. So, I guess if well, I were yeah, if yeah. if I were going if I were going to pick one that I read in a single issue, I read the I I 
because you guys talked about Archer and Armstrong so much. I guess Archer and Armstrong number one because it's one of That's the few. Fun. Yeah, it's one of the few digital comics that that I went out and purchased. But yeah, I went I went straight trade this year and collected editions, and it was a big year for uh, for art books for me. So yeah, it's um, uh, single issues and one shots are kind of a thing of the past for me. That's fine though. I think Archer and Armstrong one's fine. That's that's mm-hmm. perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Uh, mine mine changed. I uh, I oh. originally had yeah because I I thought about the one I had and and I don't know if that falls under graphic novel even though the season one is a whole thing. Uh, but I going through my comicsology library and, and seeing some of the things that I've read recently, a, a year of of story arcs like even with Archer and Armstrong those first five issues or so that's an arc Spidey's been going on and, and, and there really aren't too many single issues there I tried going through some Avenging basically I came up with um, Wolverine and the X-Men number 17 it's a done in one oh. Jason Aaron was fantastic writing it it is uh, illustrated by, by Mike Allred colored by his wife Great issue. it is a fantastic issue it is a, a, a single issue and it's smack dab in the middle Mm-hmm. Of Avengers versus X Men, so it's not and, and no banner, no tie in, but it it Aaron hits on all the great points about uh, you have Deathlock talking to Wolverine, saying that you know you're not here enough to be because obviously the dudes on every goddamn team in Marvel, so they're just little little asides or, or inside ribs and and the the whole faculty, everybody on the faculty is trying to figure out why the hell Logan picked Duke to uh mm-hmm. you know what does he do what does he do exactly except for sleep and and it's just it's it's a day in the pretty much a day in the life of dupe and and all things he does and goes through and and everybody he interacts with vince howard duck is in it um wow. yeah uh um there is just so much jammed into this issue it is fantastic and and uh and i definitely if you want to see jason aaron's i guess lighter side since scalp wrapped up and, and I enjoyed his incredible Hulk, but this was, this was a really good single issue. And I, I, I kind of forced myself into going with a done in one instead of just picking out an issue from various arcs I've read over the year. Nice. Love it. Yeah. It's a great issue. Um, I went with, um, uh, a, a single issue, uh, from a series that I love, which is, uh, uh, it's a one shot, in the Chu universe, and that was uh, by Image Comics, Secret Agent Poyo. Uh, for, mm-hmm. for those that aren't familiar with Chu, it is a uh, you know a sort of a wacky, quasi sci-fi comedic uh, look into a world where um, chicken is banned, uh, and it's sort of like a uh, prohibition type of thing where people eat chicken on the down low. Um, and uh, the uh, the most powerful, the CIA of this world is the FDA and the USDA. And um, uh, Poyo is a is a supporting character. He is a chicken in the mold of like a cockfighting chicken. But he happens to be the this world's Wolverine. He's the best at what he does. He's he's the deadliest, basically living creature on this earth. And you know he's he's been in the book uh, periodically, or referenced at times. And uh, and John Lehman, the writer, uh, and Rob Guillory, the uh, artist, decided to put a one-shot out this year uh, that basically show us Poyo's origin, 
which is a very uh, you know bionic man type of thing. Um, shows us you know some of his greatest adventures. You know, there's space adventure. There's a uh, very there's a RoboCop element to it. There's a, there's a, like a Punisher aspect to it, and, and they just pay homage to a lot of the different great action tropes um, that we're all very familiar with, especially if you're a child of the '80s. Uh, and, and it's a it's an oversized issue. I think it's 48 pages, and it is um, it's one and done. You know, you you can if you've never read Chew, you can pick this issue up and just read an awesome story about the world's most deadly chicken. Uh, so, <laughs> so I had to give it to that. Uh, to me, that's that. That's and damn about. it, we need more of that in comics. You do, you do. Yeah. Oh, and you're crackalacking. Baffled. That's okay. That's okay. Do the Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Vince will give his after I. So in this category again, um, another one with a pretty broad range of, um, of votes. Uh, so, but but the the. Um, the runners-up were uh, tied for third. Um, were scalp number sixty, which was definitely the running for me. That's uh, that's the final issue of Jason Aaron's fantastic series, uh, Saga number one, which I think we'll be talking plenty about as the night goes on, uh, and Secret Agent Poyo. Uh, the the runners-up were as a two-way tie for uh, an Image Comics one shot called Wild Children, which I actually just read this week, and we'll maybe talk about uh, in subsequent weeks when we get back to our normal. Scheduled programming, uh, and Hawkeye number six, which I have to say I have sitting in my Regina pile, but I have not read yet. So I'm wondering. Is why that I'm... is that the um, the relief comic? <laughs> I don't know. Six or seven, it might be. Yeah. It must be because it got a lot of votes. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then the with ten percent of the vote, which is a pretty big number, uh, the winner uh, among the listeners for best one shot or single issue was Batman number five. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the issue where you had to sort of flip the book around, right? I'm pretty sure that was the issue, right? And I think it read back to front, too, didn't it? I don't think it read back to front, but it was the one where you had to kind of... He was oh, in a maze, right, right and you yeah. had to keep yeah. turning the book. Oh, right, right. okay, yeah, I read yeah. it. Yeah. That's why I was... Okay. Yeah. That was the end of the first arc, right? The, he, no, the no, 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 no. It was in the middle yeah. of the Court of Owls. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of in okay. the middle of it when he was... Yeah, they were kind of getting the, the upper hand on him. So oh, yeah, that's kind of where he, yeah, where he was all yeah. drugged and in the maze for a month or something or mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Okay, uh, I think you're right now, Vince. So you want to give us your vote? Uh, my winner for this category was very very clear. Nothing else came close to this. Uh, it is published by Koyama Press by Michael DeForge, artist and writer. It's Lose Number Four. Um, and uh, all of you are pretty familiar with Michael DeForge, whether you know it or not, because he is a character designer uh, and conceptual artist for Adventure Time. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, yes. that's right. He, he is the reason Adventure Time looks so freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a uh, one-man anthology, the f- and there's a theme going through the whole thing of body modification. Uh, in my opinion, nobody writes like Michael DeForge. Nobody draws like Michael DeForge. He has a singular, unique, very powerful, very disturbing voice. Um, the first story has to do with a fungal infection that transforms human beings, the bodies of human beings from the inside out. Uh, it coats their organs in spiky, zippered leather. And eventually coats their entire bodies. There's uh, an S&M club in this in which the uh, protagonist develops the affliction. There's a dog that looks like a loaf of bread wrapped in leather. 
it has zippers and spikes on it and its guts are being pulled out from a zippered orifice in the back there's a story about canadian royalty who uh must don ceremonial garb and never remove it their genitals are pasted up uh until a certain point in their lives uh and the ceremonial outfits resemble nothing that a human being would wear they're disturbingly ornate it's ridiculous the last story is a small town that is afflicted by a outbreak of something called stacy face in which all of the residents both male and female the animals the deer the dogs the worms everything in this town has the same face and it's that of a teenage girl extremely disturbing stuff uh lose number four i love every page of, the, of this damn thing um i would one of these days i'm going to go at length on it because it's just so fantastic lose number five is coming out soon too so keep an eye out for it nice yes doesn't it sound great come on it does well you talked about it, it before does. yeah yeah dog like a loaf of bread no you talked <laughs> about it yeah, it's awesome Lose number four, not four. I may have talked about one, two, and three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. There well, you that go. Where's that up? Well, they're all, all right. different. They're all different. All right. Moving on to one of David's favorite categories. Yeah, because this one was the biggest pain in my ass. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's only because I was thinking about it, and, and I guess I've just read a lot of black and white books this year, and, and it's favorite colorist. And um, basically, there were two, and, and it was it was – coming down to Matt Hollingsworth, but I ended up giving it to Dean White because I think I read just more books that he worked on. And and thinking about some... And I, I know he's pretty much synonymous with John Romita Jr. and, and, and he's as much as Klaus Janssen is. And it's... it He doesn't... He doesn't overpower. He just... It, it's... It works. It's not... I, there are some times where I'll... Look at other colorists, and, and, and the Aurids are a great example of that. I just, I know what Laura's going to do to Mike's artwork, and, and it's, it works there, but I don't know how well she'd do on John Romita Jr. or Alan Davis or anything like that. So I just think Dean White is very good at what he does. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, I have to say this year, um, you, you know uh, the default. I have to, if if you were to listen to ours or or just about any other awards type show or read uh, any kind of awards list in comics, I would say that uh, Dave Stewart gets the vote for almost every year on this. Like he's like the James Jean of uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's, I think he's won what like six or seven Eisners in that category. Deservedly so. He's an amazing colorist. Um, but I really said to myself this year, okay, I'm picking someone other than Dave Stewart. That was like the number one rule, just because there's got to you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, you, can't, and, you can't pick James Jean as your favorite cover artist. Yeah, well, if we had a favorite cover category, <laughs> that's true. We really should have a favorite cover category. We used to. We no. We had it back. No. But, um, but anyway, so so my pick this year uh, was Jordi Belair. Who, nice. You know, it, it's interesting. I mean, I feel in some ways like Jordi Belair is like brand new to the scene because I feel like she like she really uh, – it's, it's a girl, right? I'm assuming yes. yeah. Um, really had like a coming out party this year, but in essence, I mean, she's been around for a while. But I feel like maybe this was kind of like the confluence of 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 people kind of recognizing her work and her really. At least for me, it's the first time I really took notice. And and the thing I, I would say when I'm kind of comparing colorists against one another, the the thing I, I guess I, I I judge them on fairly or unfairly the most is 
do they have like a diversity in their palette, right? Which is like, you know, if they do different comics, are they able to convey a entirely different um, look, you know, different hues, different, you know, use of grays, different, you know, just completely different, you know, use of different color palettes. And, and, and I think a lot of colorists get known for a certain look and they're really good at that, but they don't necessarily show that diversity. And I think she did an amazing job this year. And I feel like for some reason this year I noticed her name more and I read a lot of the stuff she colored. So she did Hulk season one, which was beautifully drawn by our buddy Tom Fowler. Um, she did all the rocket, well, the majority of the Rocketeer stuff this year, um, including Cargo of Doom and the Adventures, um, which are you know really bright, vibrant books. She did the Womanthology space issues, which are all over the map in terms of the, the needs of the color. You know, they range from you know very muted, you know, dark space colors to very bright colors. She did Manhattan Projects, which is one of my favorite new series of the year by Hickman and Patara. She did Planet of the Apes. Uh, the uh, the gate the 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 one that's written by uh, by Karina and Gabe, uh, which again is a much more muted sort of natural, uh, almost pulpy sort of scheme. She did uh, John Carter uh, by Marvel, which is the unbelievably underappreciated book that was drawn by Ramon Perez, who I think is another beast that's of the right. industry. So, like I look at the stuff. Number one, she's getting to work with fantastic, like top notch, best of the industry illustrators and i think that's that says something because you know they these guys are all just you know they don't take lightly who gets to color over their amazing illustrations and i just feel like when i look at at all the stuff i read of hers this year it's all so different but yet she did such a nice job so i have to give it to jordy beller cool nice i went a little bit left field with my choice um it's a man that's widely regarded for his draftsmanship and his uh, incredibly dense design uh, ability, but I think he has a very unique color palette, and he uses it to really good effect. Mostly autumnal colors, mm. earthy colors, but then he'll go in and and shoot a lightning bolt of a, of a contrasting color just to get your attention and spike the page. Uh, I'm talking about Chris Ware. I think Chris is a fantastic colorist. He he is, absolutely. Yes, yes. Cool. Yeah. That's ah, a great one. Building Stories came out in 2012, so I went Indeed. with it. Did it really? Do it you think did. We, do, uh, it might get mentioned. Um, that's one of, uh, We'll talk about it later, but i got a good story <laughs> about that. Um, uh, for me, this is, a, this is an oldie bit of goodie, and I'm right there with, with Wood. This is one of those that you can say Dave Stewart. Um, pretty much every year. I think Val Staples is uh, an amazing colorist that doesn't get nearly enough uh, enough pub. True. Um, but one of the guys that I think has been an absolutely integral part to one of the best creative teams on one of the best books that has been coming out for, gosh, what's it, probably at least four years now, and one that, that I think will be, once again, talked about years from now, because eventually... Eventually, it's got to be made into a TV show or a movie or something. Is from Lock and Key, and that is Jay Photos, That's who yeah. has yeah. done some great stuff. He did. Uh, he worked on sixty eight. As, oh, right. as well yeah. uh so he's not just the the colorist for lock and key but his colors on lock and key uh yeah, are they they're just they are such an absolutely important part to to that book and its storytelling so he continues to uh to do some amazing stuff it's what gabriel rodriguez is the artist on the book there's the uh 
pencil or anchor and uh and photos's colors uh just uh, marry with that so well so nice yeah j photos that's a great one um so the runners up among the listeners uh laura allred got a nod with four percent of the vote uh and you know she's obviously known best for coloring her husband's work mike allred um second runner up with almost nine percent of the vote so a big honk of the vote uh was david's vote dean white uh second runner-up who this is the first year he hasn't won this category um among the listeners and that is dave stewart who still got 14 percent of the vote uh and uh in proving yet again that the listeners are really really smart they agreed with me and with 29 percent of the vote went with jordy belair so good on you guys listeners wow um, yeah i know crazy right i'm telling you it's the year of jordy belair um so our next category is probably one of my favorites um, as exhibited by my man cave, which has an entirely ridiculous too many <laughs> number of these <laughs> in my in my in my shelf, uh, and that is favorite collected edition uh, reprint. So um, this is a category again where I buy a lot of stuff each year. Um, I pay attention to this one a lot. I, I I love quote unquote David's favorite term shelf porn. Love the stuff. Um, so, so this is always hard for me, but this year it wasn't hard because, um, it's a book that came out that I had been begging for, for three years and had actually asked the creator when it was going to happen three years ago. And he said sometime in the next couple of years, and that is the fear agent library edition volume one, which collects the first half of fear agent. Um, and the second volume, which will complete the run is due at any time coming out this year but uh yeah as i said i've been waiting for this forever you know uh kudos to hat tip to chris uh and and tom and sal for back before we did the show and i was listening to ac um you know they really introduced me to fear agent because they were all big fans of it mm-hmm. and i met rick and tony um at a new york comic-con way back in the day um years and years ago we bought the first trade i think it just come out just fell in love with the series um, I think it stands to me as one of my favorite comic series of all time. I can't imagine it, it, it never not holding that position. So the fact that there's now a beautiful, oversized, hardcover collected edition of this stuff that other people will be able to experience is just amazing. I love it. It's selling well. I think Rick just tweeted today that the uh, second uh, printing is sold out. They're going back to a third wow. printing on it. So huge congrats to them for that. No, it's finally. Um, yeah, it's great because you know this is this as, as Chris knows because he's interviewed. I mean, you know, this is a, a Rick and Tony created this year's Tony Moore, and then you know Jerome Pena, and then Mike Hawthorne, and you know this was a labor of love, and they they didn't sell a lot of copies, they didn't make any money off of it, yeah. and uh, and and yet it was just to me as as good a as good a comic book series as has ever been done. Um, we got to we got to know those guys over the course of that book. I mean, literally the first convention that I went to as a "Quote unquote podcaster," mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorite stories. You know, bump, uh, Ivan Brand. Oh boy! Oh, a, a, a table and chair. Oh, am I cracking up? A little you, bit. You dropped out a little bit. Yeah, you're right now. It's 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 a great story where I met Rick Remender and Ivan Brandon, who were hanging out in a bathroom at the Hyatt in Rosemont. And Sal and I just started hanging out and talking with them. And then Tony Moore comes in and Phil Hester comes in. 
And well, it's there's a funny there's a funny story about Phil doing a a, a sketch while he's taking taking a leak for for Sal, <laughs> um, and that's really kind of where we met those guys. And and Rick was telling me about this book that he and Tony Moore were working on called Fear Agent, and and I told him, well, yeah, whenever it comes out, I'll look for it, and. And so got to know them that night and and after that it was you know when fear agent came out it was it was a really anticipated book for me and and this you know it's bittersweet that it that it's gone now, but to see people finally finally coming around and and picking it up even even though the the story is done is is pretty pretty satisfying and it's uh yeah it's one of the i think it's one of the best books of the last decade truth mm-hmm Cool. Well, my favorite collected edition reprint. I am up now, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the The road leading to the publication of this book was extremely long and very rocky. It has been on the books for years at Fantagraphics. They teased us that it was coming out, then they'd pull back, and we'd have to wait longer. And it just seemed like it took forever to get this damn thing out. Um, it was originally, it, well, it began in 86 in the L.A. Reader, and then it jumped into a Japanese reggae magazine called Rhythm. Um, it's Dal Tokyo by Gary Panter. Um, it is a, well, it's Panter, so you know it's uh, a very atypical comic book work, but even the, the, the design of the book itself is atypical. It's about... Well, let's just say it's close to two feet long. No, it's about 20 inches long, and it's about eight inches thick. So it's a big-ass long plank of a book. Um, It's just loaded with Gary Panther crazy, wacky-ass goodness, you know? Um, He's my man. It it seems like a dream that I can actually hold this book in my hands. It, It exists, you know? It's been that long. I'm not kidding. Forever to get this thing out. And now that it's finally out, I can, um, and I have been, uh, just loving and, and, and reveling in every damn page of the thing. So, yes, Gary Panter, Dal Tokyo from Fanographics Books. Nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I owe you a big thank you, Mr. B, because you, uh, I, had, I had railed on the uh, Alien Collected Edition. That yes. they that they reprinted and re-released, and uh, the coloring in it is just really bad. It it's like they took the art and um, let it soak in a muddy uh, puddle wow. for a few days, and and then and then made really bad photographs of it. It's just it's it's gross looking. Did they it's, use the original plates, do you know? Could that be the reason why? It's... I I don't I don't know. It's just like the worst example of bad marker rendering coloring from from the late 70s. It's uh you know, I thought it ruined the Doug Wildly Wildy book, the the Rio stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, his stuff is so beautiful and the coloring in the reprints in there, blah. It's just uh, it makes me want to gag, and so I'm just like, man, this is like the worst Walt Simonson art I've ever seen. But then Vince picks me up over the holidays and sends me as my my big Christmas uh, gift from him the uh, Alien uh, original art edition, and I'm like, wow, okay, no, this is 
Simonson was was Simonson on this. The art in it is absolutely incredible. It is, I mean, it is everything that that IDW's artist editions are. It is, it is absolutely phenomenal. And I will never read the colored version of it. I, <laughs> I will, I will go back and I will pour over the the artist edition because the story is all there because it's like it's hand lettered. So you can read the entire story, but his original art in this and seeing those original artboards is absolutely amazing. And it 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 shows you what I was talking about with Jay Photos. It it shows you how important a really good colorist is to a story for their ability to not destroy the art of uh, of the person that 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 brought it to that point and man the if you have not if this is a big warning out there if you if you got the collected edition of of the alien comics the archie goodwin and simonson and and you didn't like it go out invest in the artist edition if you can still get it because it is absolutely wonderful it's fantastic. Church. One of the best, one of the best movie adaptions I've I've ever ever owned. It's so good. Bane says Respect. it's a revelation. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is a revelation. My and it was it, and and I'm glad that I was able to, to sneak it in here because really it was one of the most enjoyable comics that I that I read this year. It was one of one of my you know like sit down and and you close it and you're like okay yeah I'm I'm satisfied that was that was an awesome experience. So I'm glad I was able to get it into my eleven o'clockers. Nice. Uh, mine is. It, it was pretty much a no-brainer where I may have struggled on a few things. This was pretty much a uh, a non-issue. It was it, it was a given. Uh, it is the it's David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil: Born Again Artist Edition. It it uh, it beats the Gil Kane Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition on a technicality. Shut your mouth. It does. It does. But that's okay because Gil Kane will probably be my 2013 pick. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it it just it's. When when the artist edition line was announced, it it really was it wasn't something I thought I'd ever have in my library. But as soon as they announced this volume and that it would be complete with, with all seven issues, and uh, it was just I I had to have it. And the fact that when it was given to me, when I didn't even have to go looking for it, but but you know, mail issues aside, when 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 Renee gave it to me on a day where a lot of other things were going right and it was just it was a great day so i mean there's a lot of personal reasons why this is my pick but it is it's a story that you know to this day i'm still flabbergasted i don't care how long you've been reading comics but even even you know when when one of the guys from iFanboy says he hasn't read their double born again i just i don't <laughs> get it so it's one of those things where it's a story that i think People should, if if you enjoy comic books, people should read. I, I don't care whether you're a Daredevil fan or not. So it's it's a story that that's near and dear to me. It it uh, and the fact that I now have it oversized in in full black and white color reproductions of of Kelly's artwork is just it. I I couldn't think of a better collection or re or, or literal reprint than than this book. Sweet, it's amazing. See, I didn't put it in my winners because I knew that you would. Aw. <laughs> nice. So well, get to be able to hear about it. The, uh, the, this was a category, again, where the uh, the, the voters uh, 
echoed many of our own thoughts. Uh, Runners up uh, were Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which Yay. we didn't nominate, but Vince and I both gushed about. Um, yeah, you did. Uh, King City, uh, which I just mentioned, uh, Brandon Graham's Triumph. Uh, the runner-up was, with 10% of the vote, was David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Artist Edition, Daffy Dap. And the winner, with 19% of the vote, was the Fear Agent Library Edition, Volume 1. So, there you go. And last nice. year? And last year? Last year was another Artist Edition, the Simonson Thor uh, Artist Edition. Well-deserved. The uh, only Artist Edition I currently own, so... Wow, that surprises me. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I'm up. You are. Appropriately enough, I get the favorite humor book category. Um, there really wasn't any contenders for this. Uh, uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's this. Oh, man, yes, there was. <laughs> nah, this man's humor. If if William Burroughs is to believe that language is a virus, this man's humor infects you for days after you read his stuff. Um, the uh, writer artist is Michael Kupperman, mm-hmm. and the book is Tales Designed to Thrizzle. Ah, yes. I, I will giggle for literally days after. It's reading. very funny. Yeah, I'll just be like stupid snake and bacon. Like he, I'm, <laughs> I, he he squeezes so much mileage out of a snake and a piece of bacon. And it's just the the the, the uh, scenarios are absurd. The humor is just it it's brilliant. It's simultaneously brilliant and incredibly stupid at the same time. And he just manages to to slam highbrow and lowbrow together in this beautiful book that it's it could not possibly come from anyone else. I love Tales Design of Thrizzle, and I'm glad that he put an issue out in 2012, which was number eight, so I can I can gush about it here. There you go. It's on Comixology. I will be picking it up soon. Oh, it's so silly. Oh, my God. It's just... The, there's a coloring book in, in this issue. It's... Just go. talking about it. That's adorable. Well, um... One of the one of the books that I, I talked about a couple weeks ago, I had to find a place to to get it in my eleven o'clockers because I've I've absolutely uh, loved it. I've been pouring over it for a variety of reasons, not just uh, not just comic book reasons, but culinary reasons. And then it occurred to me, it's a damn funny book. And so I'm like, yep, that's perfect. It's my favorite funny book of the year, and that's the uh, the Dirt Candy uh, Cookbook that uh, Ryan Dun- ah, Dunleavy yes. drew. Nice. And it, there, it is. It is a very, very funny book. And you guys know that all of all the stuff that Ryan works on, you know, comic book comics or action philosophers, are just knee slappingly funny. And uh, and Dirt Candy, uh, on top of being a really good vegetarian cookbook. <laughs> very fun, very funny comic book. So yeah, that's my favorite humor book. That's awesome. Uh, mine is just because it, I think it complements the cartoon so very well. I, we giggled when we talked about the first few issues during uh, around Thanksgiving, and 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 my pick is Adventure Time. It it mm-hmm. the cartoon makes me laugh. The uh, the the comic book just it emphasizes that it it. I really do hear Finn and Jake and, and, and LSP and it's just the little things throughout the issue and, and the little writings oh, at the bottom of each page. It's just, it's, 
it really is a a uh, page rates aside. It is it, it it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, <laughs> for me, I mean, I I think all your guys' stuff is everything you guys mentioned is really very funny too. So, but but I didn't really hesitate on this one because it, it's I think it was my vote last year too. Um, and that's uh, Chew. Um, you, uh, you know, it's just it's a book. Um, at some point, I'll see if David actually likes it because I gave him. Uh, I have the first three trades right here. I told you, I love it, dude. Okay, all right. Um, but no, th- th- this it's just it's such a creative world. Um, you know, it's it's all these food related powers. You know, this year we really got to know uh, Antonelle, his who's Tony Chu, who's the protagonist, his uh, his sister, uh, and and Tony's a sepapath. You know, he eats things and uh, he can sort of see what's happened to them. Um, Antonelle, his sister, is a little different. She can eat something and then see its future. <laughs> so, um, you know, she's she's sleeping with a dude. She thinks she's he's the one. So she post coital, she she takes a big chunk out of his shoulder <laughs> and sees that they're not destined to be together. And meanwhile, he's like, "You fucking bitch! Why'd you just bite me?" You know, it's like just crazy shit like that. And and uh, you know, Maybe there's been the a guy bite that that exactly. That. And and yeah. there, there's like self fulfilling prophecy. There's there's a guy that. That uh, terrorist that, that made weapons out of chocolate. And there's a uh, there's just crazy shit. I nice. mean, it's just it's just wacky. And and again, Rob Guillory's style is very evocative of like the EC and the Mad Days. He would have fit in perfectly back then. So uh, I just I, every issue I read it in trade, and you know we get pretty regularly. They're they're really good about it. So we get you know we got two trades this year, and plus the the Poyo issue, and, and I just I adore them. It's uh it's pretty much replaced Fables and Walking Dead. Um, as the first trade that I'll like read when it comes into the DC Best shipment, like it's the one that I always, if it's in the box, it's the thing I read first. So um, yeah, it gets my vote. Um, I, I, what, what's the? I'd rather read the goddamn newspaper than Walking Dead these days. So. No, true that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, it's inter- yeah, true, true, it's true. Kind of a kind of unfair to newspapers there, Vince. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, so so among the listeners, uh, with six percent of the vote, uh, a three way two way tie between Popeye, which I know Vince is a big fan of, yeah, yeah, and, and Superman Family Adventures, which um, I have not read, but it's uh, I, I've heard good things about it. It's um, it's the latest in the long line of uh, Art and Franco books. Recently canceled, but but I, I hear it's quite good. All ages book. Um, the second runner-up with seven percent of the vote was Archer and Armstrong, another book that uh, I know is held in very high regard by all of us. Um, I guess I didn't consider that a comedy book, which is why I wouldn't have thought to nominate it. But that's funny. Yeah, clearly our listeners disagreed. Um, with seventeen percent of the vote and just falling short of winning uh, Adventure Time, DAP's nominee, uh, and the winner this year as well as last year, so a repeat champion uh, was Chu. Uh, with nineteen percent of the vote, so congrats to Chew. Sweetness. Mm-hmm. Christopher. It is the favorite limited series category. Correct. I didn't have a hard time with this one at all. It was okay. very easy for me. Uh, uh, from Vertigo, and it's. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, I came up on the show earlier this year, obviously. Uh, Spaceman. From Brian Azarillo and uh, and the already aforementioned Eduardo Rizzo, uh, great miniseries which actually probably started in 2012, but wrapped up in 2000 or, or in started in 2011, wrapped up in 2012. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, fantastic uh, uh, dystopian future uh, story about the uh, um, biogenetically engineered. Astro- astronauts that uh, 
uh, with of limited uh, intelligence that uh, uh, have had to reintegrate themselves into a uh, into society in uh and just a a really bleak look at reality television and the 24-hour news cycle and climate change and i can go on and on and on with all of the the little touchstone uh, uh subjects that that Azarillo and Rizzo touched on in uh in in this really you know, back to their crime noir, um, um, uh, you know, kind of you know hotbed of 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 stories that they're able to to really um, to really tell and 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 that you know that genre to to play in. Um, just a, a fantastic miniseries and one that uh, I think a lot of people overlooked. And I don't know if uh, if Vertigo really pushed the series maybe as much as they could have or should have in a, in a year that Vertigo was. Karen Burger got canned. Well. I don't know. No, well, I'm just no, she she <laughs> left. But um, no, I think it was. I think it was a. It was a tough year to be uh, trying to promote uh, comics through Vertigo. Is what I was starting to see, and you know, Azarillo and Rizzo coming off of off of a hundred bullets. That should have been a series that a lot of people were paying attention to, and and I think it kind of fell through the cracks for a lot of folks. So uh, go out. Buy that hardcover. Check it out. It is. It's. It's a really, really underrated and, and brilliant piece of work. I know a lot of people give it a hard time because of the dialect in it, but whenever you realize the brilliance of creating a a, a futuristic dialect and how that impacts the story, it's like wow. Okay, that's pretty freaking amazing so um check out check check out spaceman it was yeah. it was great maybe vertigo should have put wtf on the covers maybe that would have sold the books yeah <laughs> it should have marketed it to my sisters uses the text hey you got that? <laughs> i got uh probably the only actual real limited series i i read this year um and that's spider-man it it was a you know spider-man Spider, no. <laughs> no. Chris, Spider-Man? Chris no. stole your hyphen. Yeah, uh, along my heart. The the uh, the Vince and I talked about it on on the road trip, which yeah, a few more weeks. Uh, where you, you know, said Spider-Man. You said you said I said Spider hyphen men. No, you said <laughs> you you said Spider. You made him Jewish. <laughs> Stan made him do it. Oh, it's, it's like three months from now, David. I know you like a couple weeks. That's three months. No, I said weeks. In away. David I time. Said weeks, just... I said a few weeks. So I didn't. I'm not saying like you know in, in 48 hours. I'm just saying. It's, well, it's like 12 we're, weeks we're, away. But we're we're in February. We just gotta get through March right, and right. most of April. Don't don't push my mellow man. <laughs> uh, what what it, what it, limited it, series was this? The Spider Man. No, no, no. It's Spider right? It's it's. Arthur it's, the meeting, it's the meeting of Peter Parker and Miles Morales, and and it was, I, I thought it was cleverly set up. The first issue um, may have been a, a rocky start, I guess, but but the, those remaining issues really uh, hit a note each time out, and and Pacelli's art was fantastic. I really have no problem with um with the meeting of these two universes. Uh, I'm interested to see where it's going. I do believe there will be. A follow-up or a sequel, uh, but no, th- this was one of I I, I really couldn't say uh, Children's Crusade or 
I, I haven't finished Avengers versus X Men, so there are just some a lot of things just fall away just because. But but this was one limited series where I read and and really enjoyed each month. So uh, yeah, Spider Man. Nice. Spider-Man. nice. <laughs> Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, I voted for uh, Sean Murphy's Vertigo series, Punk Rock Jesus. Um, I talked about it at length, what, two or three episodes ago, so I won't uh, rehash other than just to say it's, uh, I, I, it was well executed. Uh, and, uh, you know, the only thing I'll say about it is that it's funny. I, I see a lot of other people talking about the series and, and I'm like making reference to Sean Murphy becoming a writer and, uh, it just kind of cracks me up because he, you know, as we all know, he he actually got to start doing his own OGN yeah. in off road, and then became you know well renowned as a penciler, uh, uh, illustrator for for a bunch of DC works, and and has gone back to writing. But he's 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 started his career as a writer, so this is not new. This is not new news for him. But uh, it's I, I enjoyed the series immensely, and uh, and like I said, if if you want to hear more, give a listen to uh, go back to our archives and give a listen. Cool. My initial reaction was to go with uh, Howie Chaikin's Black Kiss 2 for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, despite the uh, the uh, commentary on the film industry, it's um, a great read and lots of uh, TNA and 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 disgusting violence. But I, I, it didn't it didn't take root. I was sitting there and I'm I'm thinking yeah, about I... it. I'm mulling it over, and I looked at a stack, and on top of the the stack was the fourth issue of this mini series. Uh so I am cheating a little bit in this. I'm I'm this is my winner based on four fifths of the mini series because the mm-hmm. fifth issue has yet to be published. I went with James Stokoe's Godzilla Half Century War because um nothing wowed me at least as far as mini series wowed me like this book. Uh the the chance to see James Stokoe draw uh, Hedora, my favorite kaiju, the smog monster, uh, huge swaths of gorgeously detailed destruction, delicious cityscapes. Every one, well, most of the uh, the big bads in the Godzilla family. It was just an amazing series. I can't wait to see how it wraps up. Uh, artistically, there was really nothing out there like it this year. Just an amazing, amazing miniseries from IDW. Um, James Stoko, big winner for me. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, the uh, the listeners agree with a lot of our, our choices. Um, uh, runners up, 6% of the vote uh, tie with Rocketeer Cargo of Doom and before Watchmen Minutemen. Um, second place tie uh, would be would be Arthur Spitterman, just like David chose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And and Godzilla Half Century War, which Look by the that. way earlier I was uh, I I credited uh, Brandon Graham with that work, which, which was my bad. Obviously it's Stoko, so sorry about that. Uh, and then the the winner, although it was a it was a it was not a majority, it was a plurality with eleven percent of the vote. Uh, Punk Rock Jesus. Um, so last year's winner was Criminal Last of the Innocents by uh, Brew Baker and Phillips. That's really so. good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there you go. So let's, that's let's a, that's it. another that's another great collected edition this year was the Criminal. Um, Super Duper Volume Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Duper. Yeah, that's All right. All right, David. This is one of the tough ones. This is one of the. This yeah. is your baby, dude. I set it up so you go first. It's your baby. I, I see that. See, this takes care of me. Uh, this is the favorite inker or the penciler inker, since pencilers do like to ink themselves a lot more these days. I uh, I went back and forth 
on a few because I was looking at it from from both um, from the terms of both just an anchor or pencil anchor. I decided to go with a a person whose primary responsibility is inking, and that's uh, Wade von Graw Badger. He does fantastic work over Stuart Dimon, and I think all new X Men looks gorgeous. Uh, I had a few people who were. I thought I, I had Chris Omni at one point because I think his Daredevil work is amazing, and any every day he he kind of has a little um, Instagram of the his favorite thing he inked that day, and and uh, so I I appreciate him putting into uh, the, the work he puts in his craft, and then I also had um, Jonathan uh, Glapion who inks um, Capullo on Batman, so I. Hey. Von, Von Grobadger has been knocking out of the park for me this year. I respect it. You know, you, you, I know it's, I expected you to go with a pure anchor because you are uh, the last bastion defender of, of the, you're the as a professional. You're that guy. You're that, that guy. guy. <laughs> but I, I agree with you in that, you know, the, I would say that the vast majority of my favorite artists in the business right now ink themselves. Yeah. Um, which again is, is as much a trend as anything about you know making more paid money per page as well as digital and so it all kind of goes in together. But but like of the five or six people I considered for this category, they all pretty much were pencilers who ink themselves. Um, you know guys like Gabriel and, and the like obviously do it. Sean Murphy and really pretty much anyone I could name that would be in, in my running for best artist also would, would have fit in this category. So, um, I went with, uh, Fiona Staples mm-hmm. who, you know, um, I, I guess again, I mean, she, she's, she's not new to the industry. Um, you know, she, she'd mystery society and some other stuff, but, but, uh, this is definitely, I think her coming out party. Um, you know, she is the, the artist on, on saga, her, you know, masterful, uh, science fiction epic that uh you know is written by brian k vaughn um and you know it's just she's just been fantastic you know she's she's been a wonder to behold uh she she's great at sequential storytelling she's great at layouts uh she has great perspective um she she's she's certainly creative i mean that that you know some of the some of the the bounty hunters are just you know wildly creative looking i mean you know from a tarantula woman who actually is sexy to a (laughs) You know, to a, a giant talking cat that that determines the truth. To you know that that giant, you know, in issue eight, that 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 giant uh, uh, like ogre type creature that had the 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 most disgusting and 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 oversized Balzac I've ever seen. Um, you know, it's just she she's just fantastic. I mean, she's she's the epitome of of an artist. And uh, and, and if anything, she 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 also was in my running for for best colorist. She colors her stuff too. So she does the whole kit and caboodle. She she pencils, inks, and and colors her own work, and uh, that's that's impressive stuff. So I had to give it to her this year because of uh, yeah. the, the significance of Saga. So she's she's awesome. She is awesome. And I have to thank Jason for giving me the uh, slash escape hatch in this uh, category. I went with pe- penciler slash inker, and I went with a dude that very much like Jack Kirby did. This guy taught a whole generation of people how to speak the language of comics. Uh, 2012 was an amazing year for this dude. There was the uh, Rage More miniseries with uh, longtime collaborator Jan Sternad. Uh, he had a boatload of Poe adaptations for Dark Horse Presents. 
He did uh, City in the Sea in number 9, Bernice in number 16, Sleeper in number 17, Shadow number 18. The uh, He was neck and neck with the winner of my favorite one-shot with his Conqueror Worm uh, for Dark Horse. Plus, he had an amazing retrospective uh, published, the Creepy Presents hardcover of all his war- well, most of his Warren work. I'm talking about Richard Corbin. Just an astounding year for Richard. And you got to represent the dude changed comics in his wake. Uh, again, just like Jack did. Uh, I think he's a fantastic talent. And, uh, hey, if Mobius says he's a genius, you better listen. Uh-huh. Right? There you go. So I went with Richard Corbin. Love him. Rich, Richard Corbin is good. Yeah. Um, For me, this boy, is this a hard category? Um not not easy to uh, to pick like a lot of them, but there's a guy that I have just absolutely fallen in love with the last few years and did some great work this year, including uh, Tale of Sand, which I think will get mentioned probably once or twice uh, as we as we move on here. And Ramon Perez has continued to uh, be a unique artistic voice, uh, but has such a a beautiful line and is it is really you know i include him in that that new that new crop of artists from the last few years like chris somni and gabriel hardman and, and mitch brettweiser and you know, just these these guys that have this this wonderfully fluid beautiful line to uh to their work scotty is is one of those guys and uh yeah ramon perez is uh i i think uh, a phenomenal talent and and one that gets my uh my vote for best uh penciler inker combo guy nice so, oh, his uh, his uh, sorry, his uh, Warlord of Mars stuff this year was yeah, it was really good, gorgeous. Yes. really really good. Nice. Yep. Huh? And Vince uh, is opening up his third beer. We can keep counting how many beers Vince is drinking. Um, <laughs> so the the listeners uh, with uh, the second runners up tie, we had David Aja, uh, who made a triumphant return this year in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. uh, and Rafael Albuquerque, who continues to do amazing things on American Vampire. Uh, and I believe was my winner of that category of this category last year. Um, a, the runner-up with nine percent of the vote, a very solid showing, uh, Mr. Chris Somney, who is, always represents in this category, and I believe was uh, David's winner of this category last year. Uh, and by the way, was the winner of this event of this of this category last year. So uh, he's he's fallen one spot, but he's still representing. And the winner with nineteen percent of the vote was uh, Miss Fiona Staples. So Yay. I think just uh, reflective again of of Saga. You know, it's kind of like one of those. It's like Oscar night when, uh, you know, you kind of get the sense early on that that uh, you know a, a movie starts winning a couple of early categories. You realize it's going to be a big night for him. I think uh, as we as we get into the nitty gritty here, we're going to see that Saga had a big night. So yeah. Uh-huh. All right, I guess I'm up again. Um, favorite nonfiction book. I'll try and keep this short because I got to be honest, I didn't read a lot of uh, nonfiction books this year. So. Um, I, 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 the only one I think that was worthy, uh, that, 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 that struck, that's, that's kept with me was, um, Mr., uh, the book by Mr. Van Lenty and Dunleavy, which is the collected version of, uh, the limited series that came out last year, um, which was the, uh, it was called in, in the limited series, it was called Comic Book Comics. In the collected edition this year, it was called The Comic Book History of Comics. And it is their, uh, wonderfully funny, 
poignant and accurate depiction of the history of this industry that we love probably a little too much. So I, uh, I had to hand it to them. Cool. My favorite nonfiction book was... We need, we, wi- need to ta- we, need, we need to tag team on this. Yes. Uh, a large retrospective of all of the beats in this legendary creator's career. It's beautifully published. It's thick as hell. It's gorgeous. It's filthy. Uh, it's, it's not um, that filthy. It's kind of it, filthy. It's pretty filthy. It's not yeah. that. And no, it's not that filthy. This is the last chapter. That's all you need, brother. Um, <laughs> uh, and like I said, one of the, uh, I would say, well, yeah, let's not, no hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Comics Greatest Draftsman. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it is the IDW uh, joint publication of the Wally Wood retrospective called Woodwork. And it is phenomenal. If you buy. One hardcover book in your lifetime, you need to own this. No, really, I'm well, not kidding. That, there's a little hyperbole there, but it's yeah. really it's, no. I mean, <laughs> am I wrong? Is it not one of the most gorgeous books you've ever uh, seen? But no, I don't have it. I have. Uh, uh, this was a big year for me for for buying art books and mm-hmm. really kind of starting to you know uh, really study art, really uh fall in love with some of the great artists both both contemporary or uh not contemporary uh both uh modern and and classic artists and the this book is so overdue there's been other there's been other Wally Wood books that have been made but uh, sure. nothing nothing that that really you know, captured captured the artist i mean we had the the truly uh, spectacular artist edition that, that came out from IDW, uh, which which really shows uh, an era of of him as an artist. But this is is one of those you know uh, biographic artist books that uh, uh, real similar to the to the Jaime Hernandez book that came out a couple years ago. It is it's the story of Wally Wood as told through his art. And you get to see every phase of what the man did from his um, from his superhero work, his EC work, uh, all the way to when he was just kind of trying. You know, it's uh, the, God, the Prince Valiant stuff. The, the, the to to when he was just kind of hanging on and trying to to scratch out a living as as his eyesight was failing on him, and 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 kind of the depths that that he had to fall to. Um, you get to see his work with Jack Kirby. Which is is worth it right there alone to see the Skymaster stuff. Um, his his strip. Yeah. Oh God, his his strip work. It, it the man was such an absolutely amazing artist that that does not get. Um, he doesn't get talked about in the in the same in the same rare air that that um, you know Neil Adams does, which is. Um, which is a mistake. He's amazing, and this this book is is totally what you can get get it at at in stock or or Amazon or wherever you want to. Totally worth it. Um, but as I was talking with Andy Tom, and he's just like, um, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, drop that much money on a book that I I couldn't have uh, on the shelf in case my my kids got it. Yeah, there's there's some porn in it. <laughs> so just some yeah. gorgeous porn. Yeah, there's there's porn in it. It's a fitting so, tribute to the 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 uh the magnitude of his his uh 
his legend and it's 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 all there the uh, and as far as neil adams goes wally wood left him in his dust and i yeah. love neil adams but yeah. wally is just superb oh god yeah as a draftsman he's yeah. amazing he's amazing yeah. all right let's move this train okay um I'm, I'm... oh oh sorry real quick they are they are going to reprint all the canon stuff so be on nice. the lookout for be on the lookout for that. That's so, cool. that's, no, that's dirty too. Like, that is. I What's like, dude? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm cheating, but that's because I, I I couldn't pick comic book comics again this year, and I'm going with uh, Marvel <laughs> Comics: The Untold Story. Not not a comic it's awesome, book, dude. but it's, it's still awesome, still history, still about comics. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the runners up in this are none that I've read, but I've added them to my Amazon wish list because they uh, our, our listeners know what the hell they're talking about. So the runners up in this category were Lovely Horrible Stuff, um, Economics, and My Friend Dahmer. Uh, the the runner up with ten percent of the vote was the Green River Killer book, which I know Chris read. Uh, and the winner for the which is surprising uh, the the winner for the second year in a row uh, is comic book comics last year again it won as a limited series for comic book uh, comics yeah. and this year it's winning with 29 percent of the vote comic book history of comics in the collected edition so huge congrats to our buddies uh fred and ryan vince you up yes this um category had massive competition with me there have been a lot of good anthologies published in 2012 but uh my winner uh is a book i rediscovered this year nice. uh it's not new to me i read it at uh many years uh in the past but uh i've jumped back on the train uh all i have to say is borag thung earthlets my yeah. winner is 2000 ad oh. they are they are doing incredible work uh currently uh you have she is legend there's a a, a story called flesh where you have time-traveling dinosaur herders that are, are bringing the uh, beasts into the present to use as food. Uh, there's a, a, t- a T-Rex named Gorehead that's massive and just beautifully rendered. You have Brendan McCarthy's Zosser of Zilk, uh, Durham Red by Alan Grant and Carlos Esquera, uh, the freaky gray area, but the, the winner by far within 2000 AD is Robbie Morrison and John Burns, uh, Nikolai Dante, what a magnificently gorgeous painted strip. Uh, John Burns is an incredible talent. I mean, when you see this, it is it can stand up to every fully rendered uh, painted uh, strip ever. It's just gorgeous. Jump on the 2000 AD bandwagon because they are doing it. And then there was a, a, a crossover with the uh, trifecta where a bunch of different characters dovetailed into one story. It's just massive stuff. Great. 2000 AD. Yeah. Love it. How's that? All right. Cool. Uh, this is, am I up? Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is one that, uh, I think got a lot of play and deservedly. So, uh, it's, it's exactly the kind of anthology that I enjoy. It has a common theme. It uh, is paying tribute to one of the greats and one of the beloved characters in comics. And it is it is pulled off without a hitch. Looks beautiful. Great, fun, comic booky stories. And I am, of course, talking about uh, Rocketeer Adventures. Yeah. From I also from IDW. 
Mm-hmm. And and a great great hardcover collection that came out. Uh, you should um, you should own this. You should you should own the the deluxe Rocketeer uh, complete adventures. You should get the artist edition that Dave Stewart. That IDW put out, you should own this. The Rocketeer is just good comics, and whenever you look at some of the creators that are involved in this, you know you've got you've got Mike Allred and uh, gosh, um, who is the I'm looking at the uh, the entire lineup here. Uh, uh, Mike Allred, John Arcudi, Kurt Busick, John Cassidy, Darwin Cook. Uh, Dave Gibbons, Gene Haw, Tony Harris, Tommy Lee Edwards, um, Jonathan Ross, Ryan Sook, Bruce fucking Tim, Mark Wade, Chris Weston. I mean, come on. That's go out, get it. It's twenty five bucks. It's great. Shame on Bruce Tim's parents for giving him that middle name. No, because he's Bruce fucking Tim. Shame on. Uh-huh. Him. Go ahead, David. What you got? I got uh, I, I got anthology, great price point. At least two stories in 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 each issue's about a hundred pages. Uh, double barrel, digital, now, DRM free. Yeah, and I do believe there may be a print version down the line. But yep, right now, today. awesome. Uh, from top shelf, comicsology. Or from Top Shelf Comics, or from iBooks, or just wherever. But that is my favorite anthology of 2012. Nice. Um, my much like Vince, this is one of my favorite categories. I actually actively seek out anthologies, and any time I see one, I pretty much give it the benefit of the doubt and order it, pre-order it. Um, but for me this year, um, it was uh, an easy one, and that was um, Smut Peddler, uh, which was uh, I got it through a Kickstarter campaign that I backed early in the year. Um, I talked about this book at length. This is a dirty book. It is pure pornography. It is for adults only, obviously. Um, I, again, I, I reviewed it in great detail some time ago, if you look back in our archives. But uh, for those of you that, that didn't do the Kickstarter, you can order it uh, from Iron Circus. Uh, one, it's uh, www.ironcircus.com. You can order it there. It's 30 bucks. Uh, and it's well worth it. Again, if, if you like adult comics with an X, 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 uh, there, there really is no better, uh, example out there than, than this. So, so I, I thought it was terrific and, uh, for adults only. But if you're an adult, and I presume you are, if you're listening to this, give it a try. So nice. Uh, among the listeners, uh, Rocketeer Adventures came in with 8% of the vote. Uh, agreeing with Chris, uh, with 10% of the vote, uh, Low Concept 2, our, our own what? anthology, well, inspired by yeah. our show, I shouldn't say our own. It's really, uh, it's really John and Slurmo's, uh, baby, but, but, uh, but it is, uh, I guess has our namesake. Um, a tie for first, uh, for, for first run up, which would be, uh, one we didn't mention, Joe Kubert Presents, um, which, if I'm being honest, uh, again, I don't want to, Sort of uh, second guess the the readership, but I think that's as much an homage to Joe Kubert's passing as it is the specific yeah. work. Uh, and 2008D was the uh, was tied with it, uh, so kudos to that. And uh, a winner with 15 percent of the vote, uh, Dark Horse presents. So wow, there you go, surprisingly, yeah, yeah. DHP. Oh, um, and stuff lo- in there. Yeah, and and um and for those wondering, low concept uh, won last year with 25 percent of the vote. So. It's making a, a back-to-back appearance. Look mm-hmm. at that. Christoph. Right. 
Uh, this is uh, an easy one for me. It is favorite webcomic, and uh, uh, it, it's one that we're all aware of. I don't read a whole lot of webcomics. I usually wait for them to become collected in paper form. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then uh, uh distributed digitally where I can buy them. No. Um uh I'm I'm at the Curl Club this this week and uh in the locker room had just just gotten done playing and uh one of the guys walks from around the corner wearing a battle pug shirt and I'm just like, You're wearing a battle pug shirt and he's like, Yes I am. I'm like, Where did you get that? He's like, I bought it from Mike Norton at a comic book convention. I'm like, that is awesome. And uh and so I just thought that was a very interesting story where my two world, my curling and comic book worlds were colliding. And uh, because of Battle Pug, so that is uh, once again my favorite uh, web comic. And I got to uh, I I got to touch Mike Norton's Eisner, oh, that he won for 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 deservedly so for for Battle Pug. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I touched it. It was great. Uh, for me again this year, and 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 mostly because. Things actually happened, especially for Gary. This was a very big year for him, but I'm going with Menage 3 again. Yeah. I love it. I thought I you were right. talking about the wine. I saw that on the, on the, I thought I saw that on the, uh, the ballot. I thought you were talking about wine again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, nice. Uh, for me, uh, this was, uh, one that I discovered very late in the year, but but have have devoured it since, and that is uh, Mr. Greg Rucka's Lady Saber and the Pirates of the Ineffable Aether, which is a long word, and the website doesn't do him any favors in terms of SEO. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so I, I you really have to be looking for this, but it's uh, www.ineffableaether a e t h e r dot com. But it is uh it's a, a high adventure swashbuckling uh, f- uh airborne pirate adventure that he he sci-fi. puts out. That's yeah. not really sci fi. I mean it's more a like bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. I mean, but it's yeah. more like swords and I guess there's a little bit of a steampunk thing to it, but it's more like swords yeah. and in and adventure. I mean and and if you go to the website, I mean the thing that really locked me in that I knew I would love it is that he actually references Zaphod Bebelbrock's um, when he's describing his own work, so uh, it's just terrific. It comes out twice a month, uh, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, and uh, it's it's amazing. It's it's beautiful. Uh, as I said, it's very uh, the art is very Howard Chaykin esque, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I really have enjoyed it in the last month since I discovered it. So it gets my my nod. I had to deliberate just a tiny bit in this one. I was going to go with Michael DeForge's Ant comic, and then I thought about. Oglaf.com, that that deliciously do yeah that that's yeah. what I had you down for voting for but yeah no, yeah but I didn't I didn't uh, I went with the genius of the group um, and I would seriously kill for a a single smoldering ember of this man's creative fire uh, I'm talking about Tom Scholey mm-hmm. um, and his uh, what started as American Barbarian and it's still Ambarb um, but he has since um, he went from a somewhat traditional approach with American Barbarian, uh, a traditional as far as, as Tom Scholey is concerned. And then he has been very quickly progressing into this more experimental, instinct-driven 
method of making comics the final frontier was was really more experimental and now with this satan soldier thing he's got going on it, the whole rumple fourth rumple foreskin thing just made me laugh mm-hmm. uh, i i love tom Scholey. i love what he does on the web uh obviously more than everyone else yes so <laughs> obviously <laughs> fair yes. enough uh well look i mean um uh, the runners-up among the listeners, uh, uh, one that that uh, I think is probably very popular, probably transcends the uh, the, the the comics world, which is XKCD. Um, I don't know that we've ever talked about it, but I know it's it's wildly popular. It's popular outside of like you don't? Yeah, oh, it's, you it's, do. it's, yeah I think you it, do. You're crackly, this. We'll tell you later. Uh, and tied with that is our own buddy Julian Lytle's Ants, which uh, I always feel weird because I love Ants and I read it all the time, and I I always feel like. It's like I I could vote for it every year because I do love it, uh, and it's my it's also our our buddy. But I didn't vote for it this year. I will say that uh, for those that aren't familiar with Julian's work, he just this week started a new uh, arc. He his last arc was like a, a year long arc. He just started a new arc where basically the two main characters are about to do battle with the Black Illuminati, uh, which is pretty hilarious. So I would say this is a great jumping on point if you're inclined to do that. Um, the runners-up was a two-way tie uh, between uh, Lady Saber and the uh, Pirates of the Ineffable Aether, as well as uh, Insufferable, which is Mark Wade's um, uh, creator-owned uh, work that you can find on thrillband.com. And the winner for the second year in a row with 20% of the vote is Mr. Mike Norton's Battle Pug, the Eisner Award-winning uh, uh, Battle Pug. So. What would Wade do without the prefix? I don't know. But uh, people really couldn't probably hear you say that because you were crackly. So, David, what's up? Okay. Uh, I will go ahead and let you all know my favorite crime mystery book is, well, really the only one that stuck with me throughout uh, the rest of the year. Parker the Score by Darwin Cook. And and actually, my notes just say mic drop. I, I can't. Say <laughs> anything else about? I mean, it's it's just it was great. It it was a a perfect little one little book that was even physically, but it it's just it it's fantastic. It was, it was a great story, great adaptation, great art. I couldn't ask for more. Uh, you're not going to get any argument from me there. Um, I, I have to say this, this was the, of all the like genre based categories that we, we, we nominate, this was the hardest for me because I, as, as I have read a lot of, of books in this genre this year and love them all. So this was very, very difficult. I have to say, I, I kind of waffled back and forth on this. Um, but I eventually, uh, decided to go with, uh, the one closest to my heart, which is scalped by Mr. Jason Aaron and uh, illustrated uh, for the most part by R.M. Guerra. Uh, and simply put, I mean, Scalped ended this year. So I, you know, this is the last time I can, mm-hmm. I can pay homage to Scalped. I believe it has been in some way, shape or form on every one of my 11 o'clock ballots. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was my comic of the year last year and uh, may have been my comic of the year before, but it's certainly one of my favorite books that's come out this year and as I said, he wrapped up a wonderful 60-issue run this year. And um, for that reason, just because, again, I, I the other things I would have considered are still ongoing, 
Um, and although Parker the score isn't ongoing, we're going to get more Parker. So I had to give it to Scout because, again, it's coming to an end. So I dig it. Yeah. Works I, for me. Aside from Homeland Directive, which I don't, I'm not entirely sure that that came out in 2012. I think, I think it was last year. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I only read one book that would fit into this category. So, um, and if this is the one book I read, I think my batting average with crime and mystery books is pretty damn good because <laughs> I gave it to uh, Parker the score. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's sometimes whenever the, the obvious answer is the obvious answer. Right. So I went with Parker the score because it was an absolutely incredibly amazing hyperbolic, yes, over the top great fun crime story it was yeah. it was it was every it was everything of that genre that i want it to be it was it was 1960s uh uh rat pack uh infused you know uh, awesome fun crime stuff it was great i loved it yeah i agree yeah. so yeah. the um the the listeners seven uh, percent of the vote went to Mind Management by Mr. Matt Kent, which again I think is fantastic. Uh, just such a tough category for me. Fifteen uh, percent of the vote went to Parker the Score, which three of the four of us uh, voted for. Uh, the runner up with eighteen percent of the vote was Scalped, uh, and the winner, which I guess none of us uh, I don't know maybe just uh, just fell a little short, was Fatal by uh, Misters Brubaker and Phillips. Um, and and I guess you could say that in a way they repeated they 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 were the winner for Fatal this year and uh, Criminal as the Innocence was the winner in this category last year, so Brubaker and Phillips are repeated although they're repeated with a different comment. Yeah. So. I want to see them do something different. I feel like I'm getting too. Yeah, uh, you know it's um it's kind of like going to a, a really great restaurant, but after about the fourth time you go and you realize that every entree tastes the same. Yeah. So you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Fatal was was a was a fine comic, uh, yeah. but and I I genuinely enjoyed it. But I have to say that uh, to me, it it fell short of those other books, My Management Scalped and and uh, and um, yeah. Parker, just because again, it it just didn't, it felt a little bit you know redundant or you know yeah. repetitive. But but either I, way, I thought, I, yeah, I thought Incognito was a nice departure from mm-hmm. uh, from Criminal, but I thought yeah, Fatal, it yeah, it just it was good, but yeah, I, I'm ready to see them do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wish I could be more original with this one, which is favorite horror book. Um, but I, and I got it again, you got to go with what you think is, is deserving. And for me, um, since it's one of my favorite comics period, I can't not give it the vote for its genre. And that's, uh, Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque's, uh, and others, uh, American vampire. Um, I have loved it ever since the first issue. I just adore the book. I've triple dipped on it. Um, I just uh, I own artwork from it. it just I I love it. I just can't get enough of it. So I had to vote for it. American Vampire, and it's on hiatus right now. And it's it's um, I feel like a uh, a crack addict that's stuck in a white room with a locked door <laughs> for it to, uh, to to come back. And it is coming back in 2013. So I, I eagerly await that. But uh, I think it's as close to, to comics perfection as is on the stand. So that's nice. my vote. No shame. That's good. That's um, good. My favorite horror book takes place in a universe where death is the least of your concerns. Um, 
there is always the the ever present risk of being uh, raped by a, a, a dirt tiller, <laughs> or or having you know a a small animal uh, shoved up your bum. I, I am of course talking about crossed badlands. <laughs> Of course, uh, Garth Ennis, Jamie Delano, David Lapham, David Hine, Simon Spurrier, great art by Jason Burroughs, Leandro Rizzo, George uh, Duarte, Eduardo Vienna, and my favorite, uh, Raulo Caceres. I adore Cross Badlands. It is so disturbing. That's where the horrifying part comes mm-hmm. in, in just the level of carnage uh, per page. It is just, I would not want to be uh responsible for anyone other than myself in this world and that's where the scary part comes in i mean it's just um it's nasty nasty stuff i love every every page of it (laughs) i do goofball uh this is uh my second nod for uh for a mike norton uh drawn comic uh from uh from the uh, Twisted Mind of uh, Tim Seeley and Mike Norton came, uh, I, I think, one of the best uh, best new comics of 2012, and that is Revival from Image Comics. And it is, uh, a what do they call it, a rural noir yeah. is how yeah. they describe it. But yeah, it's, it's a horror comic. It's a funny horror comic. If you're like an Evil Dead 2 fan, You'll probably enjoy the hell out of revival. Uh, it's uh, uh, it is set in Tim and Steve Seeley's hometown, so it's very authentic in its in its setting and uh, and about uh, about a town where uh, dead people come back and um, uh, not as zombies, but as them. And um, and and death is elusive, and there are creepy ghost creatures running around, and it focuses on the media and uh, uh, a lot of of you know the modern social uh, you know social media as as well as uh, as this uh, great upper midwest horror story so revival is is a book that uh that i that i hope uh i hope people are reading because uh wouldn't surprise me if uh if you see it in uh, in in other media at some point it's got that kind of appeal to it very cool uh mine well i i gotta echo jason uh i kind of got really into american vampire uh over the past few months and uh it it really did freaked me out i mean there were some arcs where i turned the page and things i didn't expect to see i saw and and albuquerque's art just really takes you there it it's 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 pretty cool package but it 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 freaks me the fuck out (laughs) they throw kids into wood chippers in that book So, uh, not. probably the only time it's getting mentioned tonight, uh, other than our joke earlier, um, the third runner up in the listener category with 9% of the vote was The Walking Dead, which, uh, <laughs> it seems like a long time ago that it was, you know, pretty much a universal pick. I'm pretty much sure it ran away with this category two years ago. Um, there was a tie for second runner up between American Vampire and Revival, two of our nominees. Uh, in second place, um, which I believe, David, you were considering for a while, but yeah. changed. Uh, Rachel Rising by Mr. Yes. Terry Moore. Yeah. Uh, and the winner um, 
which is again another book that I know Chris and I in particular hold near and dear to our hearts, but uh, I guess didn't make the cut this year for us, but did for the audience. The winner is Lock and Key with eighteen percent of the vote. Um, so yeah, and and the yeah. winner last year was Animal Man um, with seventeen percent of the vote. So it's a definitely diverse category. It, I have uh, a, I have a feeling uh, Lock and Key will come back next year on our on our votes because they're it's the end game. So it's the last the last. Yeah, I was going to uh, say I, right. I mean. Right, not to get too far into it, but I agree with you. I think the reason I didn't consider it this year is not to say that Lock and Key wasn't great, but I, I just this was the penultimate chapter. Yeah. In and, and we were getting the finale this coming this year, which which I think will be amazing. So yeah. Omega- and, Rachel, and 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 Rachel Rising, it's it's fantastic. The no yeah. no yeah, no problem mm-hmm. agreeing with that. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Vincenzo. Look at this. I'm up for favorite original graphic novel. Yeah, you are. A lot of strong contenders in this category for me. This this one took me the most time um, to uh, come to a conclusion. The uh, forerunner right to the very end was Chris Ware's Building Stories, an incredible achievement. But in the end, I went with the book that uh, touched me um, – in all the right places, mm-hmm. both uh, emotionally and I would like to say spiritually, I chose Krishna, A Journey Within by uh, Abhishek Singh, published by Image Comics. If you want to hear more about it, go two episodes back yep. and I talk about it there. Uh, it's just nice. a, an explosion of gorgeous color and design, great draftsmanship, masterful um storytelling it it's it's a uh how to for life and if you follow the uh the tenets of the book you'll do really well and for everyone around you so just go read that shit how about that mm-hmm. it doesn't have a breast in a bag though so it's not as good as cross damn it <laughs> go ahead right. um yeah my the it, this is always such a such a hard category because there's great great OGNs that come out and I'm sure we've all forgotten a hundred great ones or or we'll come back to and and find uh new to you category winners uh in 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 years in the future uh my favorite OGN from this year is from a, a long time uh EOC favorite and and a guy that's going to pop up uh, in categories later on tonight, uh, the underwater welder by Jeff Lemire was was my favorite OGN this year. It was just a, an absolutely gripping and uh, emotionally vibrant uh, book. It's it it did what Jeff is so good at, and that is um, finding this this isolation of a character. And, and focusing on that and drawing you into their world and whether you like them or not, you become very compassionate to, uh, to, to their mindset and where they are. And, uh, yeah, he just, he does that, that sparse, um, desperation so, so well. And then you, then you mix in his, um, really atmospheric, inky, style that is absolutely unique um and and i just uh i i adore every time i open up one of his one of his books and 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 see how he expresses himself as an artist and uh and it just uh, it blows me away that he has been able to find the commercial success that he has because uh he's a unique voice and that doesn't always happen so underwater welder my my og end of the year nice uh i uh I'm going back to uh, 
Parker, the score. Yeah, you again. are. It's just it, it's, and it won't be the last time tonight. It uh, it it kills me that that you know I have to wait. I, I got to the end of the Hunter, and you know, coming in 2011, I was like, crap. And then you get to the end of the outfit, and and again, and and now here we are, and I have to wait for the next book. But it is so worth it, and and I. The score was has been my favorite of the three so far, and and the fourth book will have a lot to to, to live up to. But I I think it was even though it's an adaptation, it it was to me the perfect OGN for me this year. And I won't be, I won't belabor the point. I, I I voted for the same thing as David. I, I just think uh, just was masterful and and um, my favorite of the three. So. Um, Enough said, David. David summed it up for me. I won't. I won't belabor it. It just was amazing. Um, so uh, the the third runner up in this category, which is one I, I have not read, but I'm really interested in reading uh, and hope to rectify this soon. The Now of Brown, which got seven percent of the vote. Um, the second runner up, which frankly had it won, I would have disqualified. <laughs> yeah. But you know, ten percent of our listeners voted for A Tale of Sand. And that came out in 2011, so I don't know why everyone voted for it this year. I think because it came out really late in 2011, and I'm guessing most people bought it in 2012 early, so they got confused. But nevertheless, I'm always willing to give an awesome nod to that amazing work by Ramon Perez. Uh, the runner-up was Parker the Score, and the winner with a full 32% of the vote was uh, Chris's uh, choice, The Underwater Welder by Mr. Jeff right. Lemire. And last year's winner, which was also my choice for... Uh, OGN and comic of the year, which was Infinite Kung Fu. So, god damn, that was a good book. All right, Chris, you're up, buddy. Your favorite category, dude. That's why I had you go first. Oh. <laughs> oh. Favorite superhero comic. <laughs> what did I pick? Come on, uh, them in me having you go first. I, I know, because this, this is a hard year for me, guys. Should have left the one week. Uh, um, fa- what, what, where is my, what, what did I do? Favorite. Which one is it? There it is. Okay. Okay. I did not pick Amazing. Oh, yeah. No, I picked one that I liked. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, well, I, guess he's right. a, I, guess, I guess he's a superhero. Yes. I pretty I pretty much stopped reading Marvel and DC this year um, because I just wasn't being entertained. But people told me that Winter Soldier was really good. I'm like, eh, okay, I'll give it a try. It was really good. I liked it. I'm glad you listen to people. And, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. Um, so I read it. I read it, and it's it's my favorite superhero book. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm sticking with. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I'm I'm gonna be true to form. I I went with Amazing Spider-Man because I I just think Slot's been killing it, and and it's um, Peter's life's been going okay and and you know it's just there over the course of the year i mean and 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 the threads that slot was weaving it 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 all came to a head at at the end of the year and it it just uh it just been a really fun superhero book if if someone says superhero to me that's the first book i think of as i'm reading throughout the year I went with one of the only one of only two DC books that I'm continuing to read on a monthly basis, and that is Wonder Woman by uh, Messieurs Brian Azzarello and uh, Cliff Chang. 
Uh, it is we we've we've reviewed this book I think at least on two episodes in depth. Um, so I, I won't go too much into it, but I just think that they have told a they've taken a Wonder Woman and, and made her really interesting, given her a different spin. Um, you know they've incorporated a lot of the classic Greek mythology, but did it in really interesting ways. They've modernized it. Uh, I just think the book looks great. It reads great. It's paced well. Um, I eagerly anticipate every issue. So, um, in spite of being a Marvel zombie, um, I got to give DC the uh, the uh, the nod here. I, it's just uh, it's definitely my favorite and most uh, anticipated superhero book of of the year. So nice. Uh, like Chris, my uh, Marvel and DC boats have sailed this year. Um, I don't care where they go. But uh, the one superhero book I did continue to read, and I'll tell you, this book was a challenger for uh, Book of the Year, too. Uh, our favorite ongoing, which is Book of the Year for me. Um, I went with Morrison and Burnham and Irving and Company's Batman Incorporated because it's great. Respect. Yes, it's a great book. And it's, it, well, it, it, it's got to be. It's the only book that continues to draw me in at, at uh, the big two. The only title. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is a great book. And I don't read that one in issues. I do read it in trade. But, uh, but I double uh, dip. That's how good it is. You to man. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, this is a category that, uh, you know, there's a diverse group because, hey, let's be honest, I mean, in spite of our commentary, superhero comics still are the top-selling comics and, and still make up a huge chunk of what people read. Uh, with 8% of the vote, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, with 9% of the vote, just edging it out, Wolverine and the X-Men. With 11% of the vote, and I'm actually surprised, I thought David would go with this, uh, Daredevil. Uh, Mark Wade seems to have really re-energized people's love for that book. And with 29% of the vote and another repeat champion from last year would be uh, Monsieur's Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman, which is the other DC book that I buy on a monthly basis. So, uh, kudos. Nice. David. Favorite adventure comic. Uh, this was, for me, uh, it was close to being Daredevil, but I, I went with uh, I went with Hawkeye. It just it it came out swinging. I, I gave it a shot because other people really enjoyed it. Um, it was uh, it it just and there is adventure in it. It's not. I mean, it's it's basically Clint's days off from the Avengers, and and even then he's still you know he's shooting arrows out of moving cars or falling out of hotel windows, and 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 there's just there's a lot going on. So uh, it. I've been very surprised. I'm enjoying Fraction's work on it, and and Aja and uh, and Polito have been uh, have been doing stellar work on the book. Good choice, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, so I went a little bit different direction. Uh, I said I thought this was the uh, the year of Brandon Graham, and for me, uh, I had to go with Profit. You know, you take a '90s cable esque clone. You know, book by Extreme, and you reboot it by giving it to one of the more avant-garde, you know, indie comics creators uh, working today. And he completely, he somehow manages to keep the book in quote-unquote canon with what happened back in the '90s, but yet put it completely on an entirely different plane of existence. And uh, I just, I have adored this book. It's, it was a surprise. 
it it's it continues to be exemplary. It's uh, again one of those books that's wildly creative. Clearly, Graham thinks about things in a way that very few other people do, and um, the art's been awesome. It's been a rotating group of artists, but they all have the kind of a similar aesthetic. So yeah, that's that's definitely my adventure book of the year, Prophet. Respect. The deck. My choice should come to no surprise to anyone who's been listening to this show from the beginning. I've been harping on the merits of this book. Uh, actually, it's uh, a pair of interlocked series uh, masterminded by the criminally underrated Ian Flynn. Also written by Tracy Yardley. Art by Jamal Peppers. Tracy Yardley, Stephen Butler. Inks by Terry Austin. You even get to look at John Workman's lettering in the day. Mm-hmm. I am, of course, talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and its uh, companion title, Sonic Universe. Yes. They, they will start an arc in Sonic that will, uh, they'll pull a character from it and investigate them in Sonic Universe. The book, go, the book goes back and forth between the two series. It's amazing. Disregard the fact that it's, quote, funny animals. Read it. It is some of the best comics being made it is. today. It is. Take it away. I'm going to go pee while you guys do this. Christoph. Nice. I'm glad he wants to stick around and hear what I have to say. I'm joking. <laughs> I got to pee. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, talked, I talked about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go get another beer in a minute. I talked about it last week, I think. Uh, this is such a such a wide open category. Could have easily been the Six Gun. Could have, could have easily been Saga. Could have easily been uh, 100 different adventure comics. But uh, really enjoyed the hell out of look at a younger Conan from... Mm-hmm. Brian Wood and uh, and Becky Clinton with uh, Conan in uh, the Queen of the Black Coast. It's uh, volume thirteen out of Dark Horse's relaunched Conan series, so you can pick that up in hardcover. Uh, really, um, really cool look at uh, like I said, a younger Conan. We we're used to seeing um, the the fully grown, you know, King Conan, the the fully um, uh, mature. Um, barbarian warrior, and this is this is Conan at, at an earlier time in his life where he's a little impressionable, uh, not as worldly, um, still a hell of a warrior and a force of nature, but um, still a different, younger look, and uh, absolutely uh, enjoyed the heck out of it. I know uh, um, some folks didn't necessarily like Becky Clinton's character design because it wasn't the big hulking. Conan, the you know the Frazetta um, uh, ideal that we've that we've come to know the the Schwarzenegger depiction of Conan. It was a a, a much more uh, I guess like you know um, trim you know almost lift uh, depiction of the character. But he's a younger he's a younger guy. He's in his probably in his early twenties, and uh, and I like the kind of young and dumb uh, Conan that's there. He's still learning. And uh yeah, so uh so Conan and the Queen of the Black Coast from Dark Horse was my favorite adventure comic. Very easily could have been uh my favorite ongoing as well. So Nice. Nice. So, uh Go ahead. No, you went you went first in that category, buddy. David. I did I Yeah, you were about to talk, but did you Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. I sounded like you were about to give your answer, but you already because went. I'm already because I'm jumping ahead to sci-fi. I'm sorry. Ah, see, you can't. My do bad. 
Yeah, you're bad. It happens. Um, it does. The the but listeners it, went with uh, a lot of the names we mentioned. Six um, percent of the vote a tie between Adventure Time and Hawkeye. Seven percent of the vote, which again I wouldn't actually consider this eligible for this category, but many of our listeners disagreed. Saga seven percent of the vote. Ten uh, percent of the vote runner up went to Chris's choice to Conan the Barbarian, which was an excellent comic. Excellent, excellent. Brian Wood almost got my vote for Creator of the Year. Partly on the basis of Conan. Didn't get it, but it was close. Uh, and with 12% of the vote, another repeat champ by the slimmest of margins went to Mr. Cullen Bunn and Brian Hertz, the sixth gun. And congratulations to those guys as well on getting their uh, their their title option for a movie. Yay. Yay. So that's awesome. I own the original art for the, uh, the cover for <laughs> if you want. Yes, you so, do. Yep. You know, eBay, that son bitch. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, favorite sci-fi fantasy. And look, you know, I could I could pretend to throw platitudes at lots of other books and say it was a great category, but this one was one of the ones that I really didn't think much of, uh, much about in terms of it was a runaway for me, and that is Saga. Um, Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, they they came out this year. It was a highly anticipated book that more than lived up to the hype. It just crushed it. Um, I think it was perfect comics. And uh, I just, uh, based on the fact that I know other 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 of my buddies have also voted for it, I'm just going to leave it at that. Perfect comics. I, yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to get a beer, so if Go it gets ahead. to me, yeah, same. All right. Uh, that, and that, and Saga was in the running with me, too. Uh, I read a lot of of sci-fi slash fantasy books um this book surprised the hell out of me um i think it is the best written uh title ever featuring these characters that's a big statement um but when you read it you'll understand why uh featuring a cast of favorites rodimus ultra magnus Drift, Brainstorm, Ratchet, Rung, Swerve. I'm talking about the Transformers. It's written by James Roberts, art by Nick Rosh and Alex Milne, among others. It's more than meets the eye. It is an amazing title. And you know, I put it up against Saga. I'm not saying that it's better than Saga, but in the sci-fi category for me, it it is by far the winner. It You have this huge cast uh Roberts gives every one of them unique believable believable voices. What are you doing? Sorry. And <laughs> it, it, I I'm I'm James Roberts is a talent to watch. He is just an amazing amazing writer and it's like I said my favorite Transformers title to date and that's going back a ways. Yeah yeah. Take it. There you go. Sorry. I'm off mute now. We're getting late. We're like we're already half hour after we're usually done recording, so I'm getting a little itchy. Oh well, you got to sacrifice for your audience, brother. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I was on mute. I, I apologize. Uh, yeah, Saga. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Saga for me too. It's uh, I Saga. It, it really was. It, it. Jason said it earlier, and and yeah, I mean so. Three of us picked it. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> it like is. Like you. <laughs> well, that's true. 
it's fitting that the big deal of our show, David picks the big deal of the comics world saga. Makes sense. <laughs> so this was one, um, unlike most of the categories where the listeners had a, had a pretty big vote in one direction. Um, the second runner up though, with 18%, very respectable, the Manhattan projects, um, uh, by Hickman and Patara, which I loved. Um, and, and probably was my runner-up in this category. Um, number two, which again, I, I guess I voted my vote for um, for the uh, sci-fi fantasy. Uh, my, my vote for the adventure comic was the runner-up in this category for the listeners for sci-fi fantasy. And that's profit uh, with twenty percent of the vote, but forty-four percent of the listeners who voted uh, voted for Saga. So, um, yeah. and can you guys guess what won last year? I wouldn't have no. remembered had I not done the no. tabulations. Omac, Omac won this. Nice. Gone too soon. All right, now I'm getting to the big ones. We're getting to the big. These are like the these are. This is like at the point of the Oscars where you get to like best picture and best director, yeah. and so we're getting to the big ones here. So. I'm so glad you gave me this one. Okay. Um, extremely stiff competition in this category for me. I could have gone with Nathan Fox, Paul Pope. Papi Capullo, Papi Capullo, Mike Mike Huddleston, oh, uh, yeah. Gabriel you know Hardman. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's a good one. But I didn't. Both of those are good. Sorry, but not to say that this man is better than you, but he has progressed <laughs> to a level where every line, every mark this guy makes makes me envious, like as hell. He's an awesome storyteller. I think he's really come into his own with the book he's currently on. He's a handsome devil as well i went with chris burnham he, well, for he is handsome for batman incorporated he yeah. is astounding at what he is what he's doing on that book is just just amazing hopefully his head isn't too big that he'll actually eh, remember us what are you gonna uh, do? i think he's great he yeah. is yep now chris might still be using a little boy's room oh no sorry i was just i was just swimming burnout said his ego's been huge for years no, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is so true. Nice. I love the death, but yeah, he doesn't need any more platitudes. Um, He's you know, great. I, I, I've mentioned I've mentioned this guy uh, twice tonight in Vampire Boy and Spaceman. My favorite penciler. Uh, he could have been my favorite penciler, inkler, uh, whatever. Inklers. Eduardo Rizzo is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I expected mm-hmm. you to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I had I had one all night and and I changed it because I've been thinking about it. I haven't really seen her work as just pencils because she does ink and color her own work. So I can't give it to Fiona Staples. I did give it to Chris Omni. Look at you. You pulled an audible on me. I did. I did. Right. I, 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 oh. Yeah. Nice. I thought you were going to give it to Stegman. I'm I'm surprised. Ah, uh, that that's well. We'll oh. see how superior goes because I wasn't. I he 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 didn't. I didn't. I didn't read his Fantastic Four run. Oh, that's so and, yeah, and and, and, and Stegman doesn't Scarlet. So Stegman, Stegman doesn't tuck David in at night. So no. there's that. Oops. Yeah, I have. I, <laughs> no, I mean, he, he and Sam are fighting over me. <laughs> <laughs> Slap fight. That she wanted. It's mine. <laughs> so yeah. So there you go. This Chris, is I, I I agonize over this one each year. I mean, because again, you know, it's like I mean, this is to me like this is a this is the ultimate. 
you know, I mean, we the art is the the art is the is what makes comics comics, right? I mean, like the you know, as, as great as the writing is, it's the it's the, it's the illustrations that make comics special. So, um, but uh, Jim Chung only did one interior issue this year, so I couldn't vote for him <laughs> as much as I wanted to, or I would always look to. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I had to go somewhere else. But no, I um, I went with Jerome Opeña. Um Nice. And uh, it's it's so satisfying to me that guys like Remender and Opeña and Hawthorne and and stuff are getting like bigger billing in the world, sort of catching on to how awesome they are. But um, look, you know, Opeña has been a regular Marvel artist now for for two plus years. He, uh, I think, he did nine or ten issues of Uncanny X Force this year. Um, and like I said, it's 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 one of my favorite Marvel books. It's got my favorite characters. Um, I, I also um, I'm dying to own a piece of of art from this series, and hopefully we'll rectify that in Chicago. But uh, I just, you know, again, like I kind of, to me, this is like a visceral category. It's like there's so many amazing artists, and we read, and you know, basically, in our, a penciler does one book a month, so you know, they're really we we are exposed to you know hundreds of artists a year. Um, so I'm I'm always trying to like go with who's the one that like makes me like giddy when I look at the page, and, and that's Opeña this year. I just I look at his stuff, and I just just I pour over it and I love it and it sticks with me so he gets the he gets the nod. Tard category. It is. It is. Uh one second, sorry. Um and so for the audience, um uh the the second runner up was Opeña, five percent of the vote. The uh runners up tie was uh Chris Burnham and Fiona Staples. And the another back to back winner, a repeat performer, um with uh, 16% of the vote, Poppy Capullo of Batman Poppy. fame, which is uh, hugely deserving. I think a couple of us voted for Capullo last year. Two or three of us did. Yeah. So, I mean, he uh, he's amazing, and, and I just uh, – I guess feel like for me, the the Batman, like that that was like such a zeitgeist last year that although it's still great this year, it just didn't feel like as significant to me. So I, I, that's probably why I didn't give him as much, but, but it's still they, amazing. They killed it with the crossover. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah, a little bit. But but that's no slight on Capullo what he's doing. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Chris. And uh, you know, uh, I I need to send out an op- an honorable mention because I think there's a guy that absolutely came into his own and will look back as you know it's like wow he really this was this was him coming out a- as a force and that's Mike Huddleston. Yeah, definitely yeah. huge yeah. huge year for Huddleston no and. Question. Yeah. Don't he needs to be mentioned in in the in the end of year wrap up? Um, let's find a way to put Butcher Baker into my my categories. I didn't really know how to categorize it, but I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he man, he leveled up big time this year. Um, one of Chicago's own. Uh, the next category is uh, favorite writer artist that does it all, and this is uh, this is almost uh, almost as hard to pick out as uh, as favorite penciler because there are so many great um, uh, auteurs out there that uh, that do it all, and um, a guy that I I, I think is kind of universally adored on the show um, from his work um, uh, even before Godzilla. Uh, with Orkstein, uh, it's a guy that uh, guy that he writes, he draws, he, he inks. It's, it's it's just it's it's the whole kit and caboodle with this guy, and it's always unique. And uh, uh, his ability to world build is is right there with the best of them, and that's James Stoko. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, it's my it's my do it all guy this year. 
can't argue it. Uh, I, uh, uh, as far as an ongoing that I read that's written and drawn by the same person, I went with, uh, I went with Rachel Rising and Terry Moore. It, it's, it's, that's, I love the work he's doing on the book and, and it's, um, he, yeah, I mean, every six weeks, new issue and it's still, there's no, there's no slowdown. There's no, it, there's no inconsistency. It, it still looks and reads great each issue in and out. So, I had to go with Terry Moore. Also, one of my favorites of all time. Um, for me, I this is where I, I I needed to find a spot for him, and this is where it seemed to make the most sense. And that's I had to give this one to uh, to Darwin Cook. Um, in addition to the much discussed Parker, the score, um, I had to also I think what put him over the top for me this year was also his work in Before Watchmen, Minutemen, um, and, and and also frankly he he was really the creative editor, if you will, of the entire Before Watchmen um, line, the imprint, which 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 I think is we can all agree was was a very controversial thing and it could have gone totally off the rails. And I think it was Cook's uh, hand in both picking the the creators to do the works uh, and sort of steering the creative vision that, that really made it I thought quite good. So um, I thought Before Watchmen Minutemen was terrific. Um, it looked great. It, it read great. I think it was very evocative of uh, it felt very much like it was from the same universe of of Moore's Watchmen uh and you know as we said Parker the score is just a tremendously awesome OGN so I just Cook gets the nod over over several other very deserving candidates for me. Yeah. Tough category. But uh ultimately I went with the man whose stuff looks and reads like uh captured transmissions from another universe. There's no voice out there like his uh he's he fascinates me he disturbs me uh and i just want more of his stuff and uh for me michael deforge is uh my favorite writer artist incredible incredible talent yep you love the deforge i do um the the listeners went with uh um who certainly was a consideration for me matt kent with nine percent of the vote um, tying as a runner-up with 13% of the vote was uh, Brandon Graham and Terry Moore. Uh, and the winner, again, another repeat winner. We're getting into a long list of repeat winners here. Uh, back-to-back years for uh, our buddy Jeff Lemire. Uh, so huge congrats to him on the win as well as repeating. That's uh, impressive considering how many other guys are are sort of do it all, and he's managed to win the category in two, two years straight. So huge congrats to him. Oh, my favorite new comic. I oh, started you. in 2012. Okay, okay. I mentioned it earlier. It, 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 it really is. It, it's Arch and Armstrong. I, it's just, it, it's consistently entertaining. And, and I just think that, uh, it's, it's only going to get better. And it started off great. Started off real strong. So I, I'm along for the ride. Uh, props. Yeah. I, I, um, Great, great book, no, no doubt about it. But since I didn't even make it my top Valiant book when we talked about Valiant, I, I can't say that I voted for it. Uh, for me, this was not close. Um, there were a lot of great new books this year, but like I said, Comics Perfection Saga. It, it, it debuted this year. It, it's it's fucking incredible. I I, I just uh, it's one of those books. I know it's widely it's like the popular vote to talk about Saga, but I think it's it's sometimes the popular vote is the legitimate vote. I think it's uh, it deserves all the all the kudos it's gotten. So. It's my vote. Yep. 
My favorite book, favorite new book, uh, is Profit. Uh, for all the reasons Jason detailed a couple of minutes back, it's just fantastic and wholly unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Never thought, never I thought know. they'd be able to pull anything off <laughs> like this with Profit. But yeah, it's true. a it's a great book. Yeah, true. Yeah, Archer and Armstrong. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah it is. It's I've, I've loved every issue. It uh, it harkens back to the uh, to the original uh, series, which was it's you know something that a lot of people hold in in high regard as they should. But it's a it's an updated modern view. It's funny. It's exciting. It's it's uh, adventurous. It's what comics should be. And uh, yeah, some some good competition. There are some good series, good new series out there. But uh, yeah, I found myself kind of grinning ear to ear as I was reading that this year. Nice, uh, and, I, and I already gave revival an award, so that is true. Uh, Hawkeye and my management took home the second place runner-up tie. Uh, Manhattan Projects was the runner-up with uh, a respectable nine percent of the listener vote, but the runaway winner here forty six percent of the vote. No surprise, uh, BKV and Fiona Staples Saga. Uh, and uh, talk about how how quickly we forget. Um, Daredevil and Animal Man were the uh, tie for first place of this category last year. So nice. Mm-hmm. They do love their Jeff Lemire, don't they? We love our Jeff Lemire. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So favorite writer. Now we're getting into the really hard ones. I mean, uh, I changed my vote on this like five times. I and I even put on Twitter today that I was still not sure who I was going to vote for. It's, it, this is this was a tough one for me. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when the proverbial dust settled, I gave it to Jonathan Hickman. Um, and again, I think there were a half dozen guys that I could have easily made a case for, but for me, it came down to a combination of the, the more distance I get from the end of his Fantastic Four and FF run, the more I think genuinely is deserving of consideration is one of the best FF runs of all time, right up there with Burns run behind the Lee Kirby stuff. Um, I think it was fantastic, and it stuck with me, and I remember reading it like it was yesterday, and it's been eight or nine months, so I... I combining that with Manhattan Projects, which, um, although it seemingly was like the the bridesmaid in a lot of categories for me, I didn't vote for it directly for anything we've talked about, but it was like second or third in a lot of categories. Um... And, and I just think it's terrific. And then you just throw on top of that secret. And uh, I just, I think, uh, I just have to give the slightest of edges in terms of writing this year to Hickman. Um, and you could have picked another five or six guys, and I wouldn't have argued, but he gets my vote. Hmm. I overwrote my initial choice a number of times and then ultimately settled on that um, first. Uh, person that popped into my head when when thinking of uh my favorite writer he is also the man responsible for creating my favorite cast of characters oddly enough uh it's daryl gregory the writer of the planet of the apes ongoing for boom uh i think i don't i i'm confident this is not the last time you're going to be hearing that name thrown around on these 11 o'clockers he's he's just so damn good that's yeah. Um, th- there's a very, very short list of writers that uh, don't 
um, don't screw up, um, that don't uh, uh, don't put out work that that leaves you kind of scratching your head and saying, ah, that may have you know should probably have been an abortion. Um, there's and and that's what I mean. There there's a lot of work that goes out there. It's like okay, you know what? It's you know, Morrison. Morrison is a writer that. Um, you know what? Yeah, uh, valiant attempt probably shouldn't made it to to print. It's it's glad to see you experimenting, but you know sometimes things need to stay in the lab. There's very few writers that um, consistently everything they put out is is fit to print. Um, Alan Moore is one of those guys. Uh, in in you know today's comics, I think Jason Aaron is one of those guys. Jason very very rarely takes a misstep. Uh, my favorite writer and a guy that um, you may not like everything that he puts out, but there's always a plan. It's always well thought out. The dialogue is always impeccable, and it's it's always quality and. Um, that never ever changes, um, and he's unique. His his voices. Whenever you read his comic, you know he's reading that you are reading one of his comics, and that's Brian Azzarello. Mm-hmm. And he is he is I think uh, by today's standards he's he's at the mountain. And 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 all due respect to to Jason with, with Hickman, um, Hickman's great. His highs are really high. Hickman still takes the you know he uh, takes the occasional tumble, and that's because he's a risk taker, which I absolutely adore. But Azarillo very very rarely ever stumbles, and he didn't stumble this year at all. Nice. Uh, I um I went with the guy who uh, finished up, concluded his Punisher Max run. He uh, finished his Incredible Hulk run. He is writing Wolverine and the X-Men. He just started writing Thor, God of Thunder. Uh, everything that I've read by him has been solid, and, and that's Jason Aaron. Yeah. And yet you didn't mention his best work. Because I... I know, I'm just teasing you, but I'm saying first. it's like... I know, that's... Form, it's like, I, it's, yeah. It's like the just Magnum Marvel Opus. work, but it's like... But yeah, I know, I, I, I know Scalped is, is a big... Um, is a big mistaken in, in my uh i i have the first trade it's something i would like to go back to so i'll, I'll aaron aaron aaron's aaron scalped is like azarillo's hundred bullets it's yeah once you read that work you understand them as writers that much more and right. yeah so um and believe me jason aaron yeah it's i'll i'll revisit him in just a little bit so well i, I agree with both of you guys in the sense that like to me jason aaron is the the current writer that that is mm-hmm. The most like Alan Moore, and and before anyone cringes, like as you as people that have listened to the show know, I think Alan Moore is like on his own pedestal, mm-hmm. and just, so I'm not saying he's at that level. What I'm saying is in the sense that, like Chris said, Aaron has been able to jump genres and tones. He's done humor, he's done gritty, he's done depressing, he's done you know straight out action superhero, and he's done them all well, you know, and and that's that's a rarity. Um, the reason I, I and I think I voted for him last year. Um, I just I, I didn't. It's kind of funny that David didn't mention Scout. The reason I didn't vote for Aaron this year is because I didn't really read a lot of the stuff that he did this year. I didn't read his Incredible Hulk run. Uh, I didn't read. Uh, um, uh, I haven't. I, I have all the Thor issues, but I haven't read them yet. 
So I just I couldn't really give them the nod this year because I just haven't experienced his work. And and I, you know, I just uh, I, I kind of forgave all of these guys, including Hickman and Aaron for AVX. I'm going to assume that that was just uh, <laughs> they all basically just just had to contribute to where they could on that one. So, um, but Aaron was one of the runners up among the listeners, as you might expect, uh, with 11% of the vote. Um, Brian K. Vaughn, who, again, made his triumphant return with Saga this year, was uh, uh, in the mix with 13%. Last year's winner, Scott Snyder, who had almost 40% of the vote last year, um, came in as the runner-up this year with 15%. And the winner, uh, just slightly edging out Snyder by like two votes, was Jonathan Hickman with 16%. So, uh, there you go. Vince. Nice. I'm up for favorite ongoing comic. Oof. Yes. Big doings. There is only one title that eclipsed this book in my mind, and that's the book I gave Comic of the Year. Um, but this, my favorite comic, a favorite ongoing, was uh, written by Mr. Roger Langridge with art by Ken Wheaton, Vince Musashia, Bruce Ozella, and the amazing Tom Neely. I had to give it up for IDW's Popeye. Nothing spun my head around, uh, tickled the gooch, so to speak, uh, in 2012 like Popeye. It's just, it's a fantastic, amazing book. It's old-timey and contemporary uh, simultaneously. It is fantastic, and it sucks that it's going away, but at least we had it. It's a Truth. great book. It is. Yes. Christopher Chris. Oh, it's me? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on. So much pressure. Uh, favorite publisher? Shit. No. Uh, no, no, no. Favorite ongoing <laughs> comic. Dude. Oh, favorite ongoing. Oh, God. It's getting light. Um, uh, uh, Fury Max. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was an ongoing, actually. That's cool. Yeah. It's, well, it ain't stopped yet. Yeah. Has it? Okay. No, no I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Garth Ennis doing what Garth Ennis does, and that is writing the best war comics out there. And uh, it's uh, it's old Nick Fury banging hookers and recording a memoir of <laughs> of of him in the Cold War. It's awesome. I love nice every every freaking second of it. It's great. Respect. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's Daredevil. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Wade and and Somni and and Polito and and it's just been uh, it's, it's shit, dude. yeah no I mean it 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 really has just been it, we've talked about it in the past it's like there you know we we can we can remember all the crap Matt's gone through and then we can try to forget Shadow and things like that but this mm-hmm. is just and a breath of fresh air and and it looks great reads great I am happy to be reading daredevil again nice uh for me it's 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 a it's a comic i also nominated in another category and that is american vampire um look uh scalped won my this was i gave it to scalp last year scalped is over uh american vampire was my runner-up last year and uh it gets it this year again i just uh, i love the book so much um it has there's there's nothing I, i there's nothing i just like about the book i love the art uh, I love the writing. I love the setting. I love the genre. Uh, I love that they they go they do time hopping. I just I think it's it's just amazing, and I I adore every issue. So I had to give it to it. Nice. What did the listeners say? 
wouldn't you like to know? Um, so, so uh, well, the 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 time for the second runner-up was uh, Manhattan Projects and Profit. Um, the uh, the runner-up, which again, much like Scott Snyder, going from first to second in writer, uh, his number one selling comic, Batman, went from last year's winner to this year's runner-up. Although interestingly. Last year it won with 12% of the vote. This year it was runner-up with 17% of the vote. Um, and that's because the winner uh, was Saga with 21% of the vote. So, like yes. I said, Saga is going to be getting mentioned a lot here as we wind, wind out the big categories. Christopher. Favorite nice. publisher. Yes. God. Give me all the, all the hard ones tonight. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, honestly. Uh, <laughs> honestly. Um. Uh, you know, Fanographics continues to do great original stuff as well as their uh, their uh, collected reprint editions. Uh, it, Image is the the ultimate in creator owned work coming out these days. IDW is putting out um, uh, amazing uh, amazing work. Uh, from you know, both their monthly stuff and and some of the finest art books uh, on the market. So really hard choice. But um, you know, whenever I thought about it, really, what is going to fuel this this industry and keep fresh ideas going is bringing in um, new creators, new and unknown creators with great ideas and great talent that are going to continue to bring new concepts and new properties and new stories to the market and nobody and I mean nobody does that like Image does and they continue to do it year in and year out so um, I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, an oldie buddy goodie and, and say Image nice uh, okay I am um... I, I'm going with the uh, the publisher that I've read everything that they published last year, and uh, and that's the main reason because I really can't say that about any other publisher, or not that that should make them one's favorite publisher. But I am going with Valiant because they they came out strong, and I I have not been disappointed even when I read a read a title where. A character or two annoys the hell out of me. I still am enjoying what I'm reading, so uh, makes it valiant. Uh, valiant had a great resurgent year, um, but for me, uh, I got to echo Chris. I, I didn't. I just think I, I, if I wasn't going to give it to him this year, I don't know when I would ever give it to him, and that's image. Uh, I just think that uh, they fucking had an incredible year. I mean. In addition to the stuff that they they already always put out, like the you know the the evergreen stuff like Walking Dead and Invincible and the like, I mean they had they got Hickman back with with a bunch of stuff, most notably Manhattan Projects. They got again Ryan K. Vaughn back with Saga. Morrison. Morrison. Uh, yep, they got Morrison back. They had you know Luther Strode, you know Chew, which is amazing. They got Brubaker to come over from Icon and do Fatal. They got you know the Wild Children. They got Seely and Norton's revival. Um, Butcher got, Baker. Butcher Baker, they got you know Black Kiss Two, which you know Shaken hasn't looked that good in 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 ages. You got Prophet and Glory and Thief of Thieves and Jake Ellis and Savage Dragon and Spawn. I just to me, I said Spawn. I just said Spawn. I know. I'm just echoing it. To me, it's just in terms of breadth and depth and 
and and like an all star cast of creators you'd you'd want to read them do anything. I just uh, I don't know. To me, this was an image year, man. They just they crushed it, and then they topped it all oh, off at the end of the year by True. I forgot about that. They no, topped it all off oh, at the end. I said, I don't know. You get too drunk to hear me. Um, they toss it off at the end of the year with a cherry by Hiron Ron. So you know, yeah. 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 But man, it's a hell. It's a hell of a cherry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I broke with tradition this year. I think I have voted for Image every year since we've begun this thing. Yes. Yeah, you can go back and yeah. you can go back and check. For not for Yeah, I did not go with Image this year. I went for the publisher that wowed me the most uh, over the course of the twelve months. That was twenty twelve, and I gave it to IDW. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Not only for their magnificent artist edition yeah. series, their Craig Yo series of archival yeah. horror and uh, other comic reprints. Um, and come on, let's not. I'm not going to mince words. Not the least of which is Popeye. Popeye was a big deal for me last year. It, it, it's an amazing comic. I gave it for Mars Attacks. I gave it for James Stoko and the Godzilla Half Century War. I gave it for the uh, the Godzilla Ongoing and Kiss and the Transformers. And it, they just put out books that I cannot wait to read. They may not be highbrow, but I don't give a shit. They please me and and like i said nobody has pleased me more than idw yep it's totally Go. legitimate i mean idw had a great year um and they were the they were in the hunt they had seven percent of the listener vote um marvel had eight percent which hey, you know, hey marvel is cool um ah. valiant had 11 percent of the vote boy is uh, that telling when valiant is scoring higher than marvel in our Listener, poll. well, and let's be fair. I mean, our listeners kind of, you know, our, our listeners are much more diverse. They're in smart. They're than, smart. It's smart. Yeah, listeners. but nothing and, uh, captures and, and the, the attention like the new, you know. Mm-hmm. And Valiant was was new last year. The so. biggest runaway of all twenty seven categories with sixty two percent of the votes, um, and I think more, almost a hundred votes went in its favor. Uh, was Image. Right. So, well deserved. Uh, and and, yes. and just talking about interesting dichotomy, right? Um, DC won this category last year with 58% of the vote, and they yeah. got less than 5% of the vote this year. So, DC, you better straighten up, brothers. Straighten yeah, the check up. didn't clear. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. David, second to last. Yeah, if there were two categories, these are the two. This is Best Picture and, and Best Director. This is the two sort of categories above all categories the 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 pièce de résistance and david's going to lead us off with i am honored to lead off with the creator of the year uh, yeah i was um i struggled with a little bit and and it, again going back through my list and and uh there was one one name that that popped out at me and um again because of the strength of uh of the outfit and, and it's Darwin Cook. I know, you know, score. it was, it was, um, I'm sorry. Yes. Score, duh. Um, it <laughs> was, uh, it, I, I know I did not read any of the before Watchmen stuff, but I know that, you know, listening to you guys, it, the, the Minutemen book was, was great. And, and just stuff. overall, I, I, uh, I like his work. And if he's going to do something, I'm going to pay attention to it. I may not, may not be on board with it. I may not, read it but he he has he has my attention and um and the score was just it it better than what came before he, he did a great job with it and 
looking over all the other creators I've talked about tonight, he uh, he's the one that I felt just had it with, with, with that one book I really enjoyed. He, he was my creator of the year. Mm-hmm. This was a hard one for me. Um, and I, again, I think much like with writer, I, I changed my vote on this like four or five times in the spreadsheet. Um, and, and, and I didn't formally decide who I was going to vote for until like dinner time tonight. Um, and finally made peace with that. I was picking the right guy. And that is, uh, uh, Jeff Lemire, you know, who's, who's a friend of ours admittedly. So, but, but I didn't, you know, just choose him for that. I mean, I, I really thought about it and I thought, what to me does creator there mean? And it's, it's to me that that category needs to like transcend just the, the guy that I've enjoyed their work that year the most, but it's like, who do I think the year was about? You know, in comics, like who who do I think had the year? And for me, that's where Jeff got the the he kind of got the tilt over some of the other guys I was considering. Um, he had his you know his, his much anticipated OGN in the Underworld Welder, which I thought was terrific. He finished up um, a you know multi year run at Vertigo with Sweet Tooth, and I thought he really finished it on on a high note. But on top of those two creator-owned things, which I think are what really got us interested in Jeff in the first place, this was the year I think he went from being a guy who was getting to do DC Comics to being a guy that was identified as being one of DC's go-to guys. Um, you know, Animal Man, Frankenstein, JL Dark. Uh, he's been handed the reins of a couple other titles going into this year. And if you just sort of look at the narrative of like the year, it seems that DC sort of looking to him as as, as right with if not you know slightly under but right alongside you know jeff johns and scott snyder as a guy that they're looking to help craft their universe um and they've even had him weigh in on other younger writers to jump into the fray and so you know i just think this was jeff's year you know where he got to finally ascend to a much deserving place in the industry where he's getting to basically pick and choose you know the projects he wants to do both on a you know, a big two level as well as continuing to do his own stuff. And um, so I, you know, I, I, after much soul searching, I happily give that award to Jeff for the year. Nice. nice. Well, well deserved. Well, I gave, I gave you I had a red, Shit. You got your, you got to hold off. We can't let you, it's creator of the year. We can't let you, uh, Chris, go ahead. No, let him do it. No, he's crackly. Oh, I'm joking. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo toy boat. Uh, I'm going to echo a lot of the things that you said about Jeff, but with a Marvel creator that we've talked about um, had um, kind of his magnum opus uh, come to uh, a really fitting conclusion this year. Um, ascended to be one of the go-to guys at uh, at the big two company that he worked at. Um, continues that everything that he writes, kind of like I said about Rizzo, everything he writes, it's got a plan. It's well thought out. You know that um, stuff isn't getting mailed in unless it's AVX, and that would that would be Jason Aaron. Um, he continues to be one of the guys that uh, I hope doesn't get taken for granted because everything he does is good and so when you when you do that sometimes sometimes you um you get taken for granted and uh um everything that Jason works on is is good and if not great and 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 a lot of the times it's great so uh Jason Aaron uh he's got to win it sometime so he's my creator of the year respect Am I good? Yep. Yes, you're good. 
Okay. My guy had an incredible year. Every time up at bat, knocked it out of the park. Uh, I voted for him not, well, as much for the stuff um, he produced uh, as well as the transformative effect he is having on comics, along with his contemporaries, James Stokoe and Michael DeForge. This guy is changing. He's he's capturing attention. He's getting noticed, and his style of storytelling is 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 leaving a wake that a lot of people are picking up on. Uh, King City, Multiple Warheads, Prophet. Mm-hmm. I gave it to Brandon Graham because mm-hmm. um, as far as a uh, unique voice out there, yeah, he's he's way 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 out. Uh, into the stratosphere. This guy, you're going to look back in, in a bunch of years and Brandon Graham is going to be responsible for a, a sea change in the way comics are made. I can dig it. Yeah. Um, our, our listeners have a lot of different ways to slice this. Uh, getting 5% of the vote was a three-way tie between Mark Wade, Jeff Lemire, and Jason Aaron. Uh, holding down 9% of the vote by himself, Mr. Jonathan Hickman. Uh, holding down 12% of the vote, and again, a runner-up in this category, just as he was in Best Writer. Um, a- a- having won it last year is Mr. Scott Snyder. He, uh, so, you know, again, he's he's still hanging in there as one of the top dogs. He just didn't quite, he fell a little short this year of winning the category back-to-back. Uh, and we had a, a tie, actually, uh, for first place with 13% of the vote, uh, and that was Vince's uh, choice, Mr. Brandon Graham, yeah, yeah. along with uh, the auteur of Saga, Mr. Ryan K. Vaughan. So, nice. much love. Um, the, the final category, um, the best picture, if you will, Comic of the Year. The book that we hold above all else for the year. Um, for me, again, you know, I think as, as we tallied these votes, I thought it was a great year for comics. I really thought there were a tremendous amount of books. You know, um, uh, in a way, almost a um, a, uh, a a re-energizing year for me. You know, because um, it's probably a year that I read the fewest superhero books of my of my lifetime, and yet I think it may have read the the as many great books as I've read in a long time, at least since we've done the show. Um, but but all that said, to me, I, I didn't really have to sweat this one. Um, it's Saga. I, I have to have to give it to Saga. I just think, you know, again, they uh, Vaughn came back with with an idea, and I just cannot wait to see where they go with this. I think he and Fiona are a great marriage artistically, and. Um, I, you know, I don't want to belabor the point. We've, we've sung its praises all night, but I just I think it's one of those books that deserves the credit it's getting. It's it's that good. It's well written. It looks beautiful. It's well paced. It comes out. I, I just I don't know. I just think it's 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 like I said, it's comics perfection for me. And I I, I hope it's a, I hope we get to enjoy a long run on this. You know, I hope it's it's many years that we're talking about this book. So that's my choice. Yeah. Had my choice not been published. I would be saying Popeye, because Popeye is that good. But I can't front the most unique, compelling, uh, just a whirlwind ride, a a universe unto itself that I want to revisit time and time and time and time and time again. I got to say Saga. Respect. Yeah. Respect. And Popeye. Oh, boy. Um... Man, I don't know. Um, could this be? I've been, could, could, I've been, 
I've been laboring over this one. <laughs> um, I want to say it's saga, 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 saga. Yeah, it's so good, um, and it is. Um, but I've only had one other person that is not a regular fan come up to me and say, "I got this first one, and it's amazing." And it, 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 when you when you break those walls and get out of out of the bubble that is comic fandom and are able to touch, um, you know, to touch on on other parts of uh, of culture, that says something to me. And there was a, a, an amazing achievement of a comic that that was produced this year, and it was no surprise because the guy does it every damn time he puts something out, and that was Building Stories by Chris Ware. Hmm. Hmm. True. There you go. True. So, right. um, and I know it's 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 a it's a snooty it's a it's a it's kind of the the comic snob pick for for best comic of the year. But you know, sometimes you're just like, yeah, it's really fucking good. It is. So, the guys at TCJ are proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm proud of you too. But. <laughs> yeah, I read the book. It's an amazing. I know. Book. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I just oh, want to make I'll, it a clean sweep, okay? Yeah, because we could have had one category that did that, but, you know, God forbid. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, well, my, my, my pick is Saga. It's, Yay! It's, um, it, it's an absolute blast cover to cover. There's, um, I, I expect nothing. I don't know what to expect as each time, but it's just, it's, um, it really does leave so many other books in the dust. It it really just I'm it's it's a reason why I enjoy reading comic books so much. Yeah, it's just you're right. one of those you're right. things where it it, it it's a sight and, and no, nah, it really is one of those things where it's like th- this is what I was waiting for. And and it's it's different than other things I read and I, I love it for that. And it's yeah. it's just it's a great book. Every issue makes you feel like the first time you got some. Am I wrong? Well, three of us at least. Thirty-three uh, <laughs> percent went to, uh, to Saga. So um, you know, uh, I gotta say, you know, just just it was the year of Saga. You know, what can you say? Yep, it was. And that's all she wrote. Exactly. That's it. Another Thank- year bites the dust, dudes. Yeah. Thank you for wow. being here with us through this. Thing. Episode. Oh, you know, r- r- real quick, I know we gotta go. I want to give a huge shout out, a big thank you to Mr. Jefferson Workman, who for the past few days on Facebook on the eleven o'clock group page, he has been just two words, it's coming. Dot, dot, <laughs> dot. And every time he posts, it's a cover of another comic book with its two hundred and fiftieth issue. Oh, look at him. He's a crafty oh, little bastard, isn't he? That's what it was. I love Jefferson. Uh, yeah, thank you for Kept being... Facebook updates, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for and being... You know and, and as much as Chris, he was, he was, you know, was when he said that we were his favorite cast of characters, I mean, you know, thanks again to you guys for another great year. And uh, and, and thanks to the listeners, dude. I mean, because let's be honest. I mean, again, we've said this time and time again, we would do this show and we started the show without any expectations of anyone really caring to listen to us. But the fact is we have a lot of listeners and it's humbling. And uh, and, and the fact that, like, 
they're as excited about us doing this 250 times as we are is uh, is, is is pretty neat. So it is yeah. right. Yeah, you know what else and is pretty neat? See to eat because it's going to be a party. Oh yeah, boy! Yeah, yeah. holiday room. <laughs> okay, Clark. The uh, <laughs> the fact that you can get your comics and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts through DCBS is really neat too. Oh, DCBService.com, yeah. thirty-five to seventy-five percent off your favorite funny books and stuff, wrapped up all nice mm-hmm. and secure and shipped right to your damn door. Yes. No doubt. And um, knowing your travels, in your travels, join us next week because yes. we have a surprise for you. There will not be, uh, well, there may be a live tweet. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. But next week, right. we've got a surprise. So join us here next week. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And as usual, we love you so much. We do love That's you. right. You can listen See to you all. Sure. Thanks again. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Read Let's have saga. A, Call me. a letter writing campaign to IDW to save Popeye. Do it. <laughs> you should go to everybody's house and say that. Oh, it's not going anywhere. No, well, the book is done as of issue number twelve. So, hey, everybody, get out of here. Go. It's late. It's out. Go All eat right. something. Go, Peace. Right. go to in stock trades, and you can buy collected editions of a lot of the stuff that we voted for. Yes, and tell them we sent you, so we can. I don't know, get make money. It seem like we're getting something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 The guitars of August are silent. The football jamboree passes in the night. Indian summer comes and goes, and it's banjo burning time down in Dixie. We are dinosaurs from the past. Thank you very much, ladies and germs. Now the band is going to play a little number you're not going to like. Papa can't fly his kite no more Cause mama won't give him no tail No, it ain't but a little bit Stir it up The whole world is a lie about a spoonful that followed me here from Texas is standing at the door. The hook man whispers in the unknown tongue as once again the dreaded predator swings through the trees of my paranoia and out across catfish bottom out where the bullfrog gets his water goat boy dances in the mist just over the next gruesome dawn and out on what forgotten morning This might not be the real thing, but it's a damn good imitation.
Step right up, step right up, they're real, they're alive. It's Lonnie and Donnie under the big top. Talk to them and they talk back, they're real, they're alive. Lonnie and Donnie. Billy Joe Montana from Butte, Montana. He rides the walls of 